Hello, and welcome to episode 164 of Flicks in the Six. I figure I want to give the audience time to respond. Notice <laughs> that I run right into it usually. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo. With me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the re-release, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Next week. Next week's intro is the one. <laughs> On this week's episode, what we're watching, what we're reading, falconeering, along with other news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, Zack Snyder's Justice League. But first, Al, what are we drinking? Sorry, you actually caught me in the middle of a sip of water, but um, perfect. we'll, uh, we'll be drinking... How uh, could you have known what was coming next? I, I change it up every week. <laughs> I thought I could sneak it in right before you beat me to it. Yeah. The glass of water was just slightly further away than I realized. It also, so, like, the, the icing would have been if you, like, also kind of choked on the water a little bit. It's all right. There'll be some choking and such. Uh, bear with me. All my allergies hit me like a sledgehammer ah, a couple of days ago. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> it's kind of how I feel. Um, so, uh, yeah, I probably don't tell my best. And um, there will be some... Great. I sounded terrible yesterday when I got home from work. Terrible. Mm. You I have the whole, uh, there's an episode of Friends where Phoebe is sick and she likes the way her voice sounds when she's singing better when she's sick. So she's trying to stay sick. Ew. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> is that like the Always Sunny where they drink the, the protein, the, uh, the, the fight milk made with real I'm not protein? Sure if I've seen that. Yeah. Um, Charlie and Mac start up a business called Fight Milk. Uh, it's a <laughs> okay. workout supplement, protein drink, sure. whatever, made with real bits of protein. It was the eggs and egg oh yolks God. and bits of real crow. Um, what the hell? And it was for weight loss, and it was because everyone was getting salmonella poisoning from it. Uh, and, like, they oh knew, God. but they were willing to put up with it because the results showed. <laughs> <laughs> that show is ridiculous. <laughs> they go to some lengths. Yeah. But that's always been one of my favorite stupid jokes about shows. It's made with real protein. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're Panther. Yeah, exactly. We're uh, drinking a work in progress. Uh, it's a rotating IPA series from Chatham Brewing. Um, perfecting a great tasting IPA is hard work. We're always striving to find that sweet spot between a slamming double IPA and a fulfilling unfiltered single. So the work never ends. We're proud to be part of it. Here's a big sipper. Is that a thing? <laughs> a bold Comes new creation. <laughs> yeah, right. A full-mouthed IPA that gets it done. Dirty rotten job, but someone's got to do it. This is uh I don't I don't I feel like they're leaning into something that I'm not quite getting there. It does feel like they're doing a bit that I'm not a hundred percent sure I right. get. I feel like I'm not in on the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um however, is their brewery like really dirty? <laughs> is that <laughs> Is that what's happening here? Uh, easy drinking, juicy, smooth, and hazy India Pale Ale. Juicy, um, sweet! <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting uh, some golem singing, but uh, <laughs> here we are. This is 7% alcohol by volume. Uh, it's a pint. It's hmm. got a delightful like work crew like yellow caution tape. It's very yellow. It's all up in your face. With one of those like classic triangular shaped orange like warning mm -hmm. signs with a Caution. man at work. Except he's not <laughs> shoveling. He's hopping? <laughs> well, he's got a shovel, but it's a hop cone for like a spade head. Right. It's pretty great. I like it. It's subtle. It's silly. There's not a lot going on, but it's, it's fun. It's simplistic, and yet it tells a story. It's a dirty job. Al, let's give the sucker a taste. Cheers. Cheers. 
not terrible. Not great, but not terrible. No. No. Um, this is a thoroughly mediocre IPA. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a good thing we did this beer on this show. Yes, um, I did not know anything about the quality of the beer before I selected it. However, it seems fitting to choose it based on its name, right. which Anthony and, immediately and, recognized when I sent him. Yeah, it was I pretty good. <laughs> Perfect. I will say uh, this was the only episode that this could have been on, either this or Phantom Thread. It's the only episode that it could have been on where it will be better than the movie. Um. It's too, it's too bitter is the problem, right? Like, yeah. like, like in not in the sense of like that it's too bitter, but the bitterness is overwhelming the malt. It's not right. It, it's almost like one of those um, those like liqueurs that you drink that is intentionally bitter, but it's not what should be here. <laughs> like, uh, what's that artichoke one you like? Oh, uh, or your dad likes. You know, I like yeah, that one. one. Yeah, that one's my, good. My dad's taking a liking to that as well. We have some. I'm still a fan else. of the Fernie Branca. <laughs> that's uh, that's a more. Good. You know what? Fucking Diane Kruger, because we're gonna talk about Fernie Branca later. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, getting Krugered by the Fernie. Because I that's saw awesome. a reference to Fernie Branca like two hours ago, and it was in reference to something else. So I was already gonna bring it up. And God, so it wasn't it, it wasn't in the Dark Knight Rises. It was no, it was on no. its own thing. Yes, <laughs> nice. In reference to one of the news and or nuggets. Fantastic, that's great. What are you giving this beer? It's probably one thuckle. This is a one thuckle beer. One I'm thuckle with you. up. Yeah, we we don't do thuckles down, do we? I guess we do. Yeah, yeah. don't we have a negative thuckle yeah, scale? We, yeah, we haven't really gone. I don't down think in we've, a long time, right? We've been pretty consistent with. Okay, to very good beers. For we me. have a positive kill death ratio, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, not a lot positive, but positive. Well, because like I feel like we haven't had any in a while that have been like knocked our socks off, but we also haven't no. had any where like you wanted to pour it out either. So. We're we're a uh, on average a two thuckle household is what I feel like if you were to really add it up. Well, the thing is, I mean, sure we do often, but not always. Often pick from breweries we know and love. Sure. We aren't nearly as self-selecting in the beers as we are in the movies, especially without the new releases. We've been like really picking movies that we want to see, not just right. ones that like, are like, Ooh, I wonder oh, what that's that, all about. So that being said, audience, if you have anything that you would like us to do, you can send that request to flicks in a six at the spin And later in this episode, we're going to talk about a movie that neither of us wanted to see. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, okay, let's get into some news and nuggets. What do you say? Sounds good to let's me. The, keep this train rolling. First of all, Al, do you have any? I have no, other than what I have watching. a lot of what we're watching. Okay, and, no, um, I just want to know. I, I do have, I could have a check in on what we're reading. Well, we're gonna do what we're reading too. So, do yeah. you want to do what we're reading first, or we want to do news sure? First? Well, let's go nuts. Okay, so Start what are you books? Reading? I well, I'm still reading Ready Player Two and. I forgot you didn't finish that. There's been like a good, like maybe chapter so far. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. It's it's not. The, I really enjoyed the first one. Speaking of which, but, brief aside here, but I can't wait yeah. to hear from you about the good hour of this four hour movie later. I want to know oh, which yeah. hour specifically was the good one. Okay. Um, but please continue. Uh, fun, with player you know what? Fun early fact. Let's uh let's break this this movie will be done this movie review will be done in six parts. The first part, how <laughs> many what percent of this movie was in slow motion? 
Oh, 45%? <laughs> That's how I felt. It was, in fact, 10%. Uh, <laughs> oh, did someone break it down? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming someone had to have eventually. I just figured it would take too long to have gotten the results back by now. Right. All right. So I'm reading. I'm reading Ready Player Two. Um, so you seem you seem not quite properly whelmed. You feel um, I, yeah. I'm a little underwhelmed. The uh, some of it is is fine, uh, and the rest of it is just it's too much. It's like somebody was trying to write a Ready Player One book. If that makes sense, it wasn't like sure, it's not, not there. It's like. He, I don't know. It, it, I know he, he's writing it, right? But he, it's almost as if he's doing a, it, what, like a, think of like a movie where the act, oh, Dumb and Dumber, Dumberer. What was the second one? Is that what it was called? Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumberer. That one was, like, or no, Dumb and Dumber Two with, was it T O O? I don't know how they did it. They did. Wait, which do was Dumb and Dumberer? Was that when Harry met Lloyd? I'm not sure. Maybe it might have been. So this is two. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber uh, 2 with two O's. Yeah, maybe that's When right. they came know. back and they did that movie, and it was like they were doing an impersonation of themselves doing those characters. That's what this book feels like. Yeah, it's when it goes from character to caricature. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at. And it's, uh, did Ready I want to see where it goes, but like we're trying to get seven shards. I'm past, I'm like past the halfway mark of the book. I think we've got maybe two. And I'm like, what's the rest of this book? And, <laughs> or they're just going to give up and run through the last set? Like, I don't know. That was kind of how I felt during this movie, where I, I believe it was the moment where I messaged you last night, and I was like, how is there still an hour of this movie? Oh, you want you think that's bad? When I was watching it with Kim, who bailed on it, rightfully so, uh, we she's like, I have to run to the bathroom, and I paused it, and she came back, and she goes, there's three and a half hours left. Wait, she, she built it for half an hour? <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> I don't blame her, but um. So, are, are you saying that Ready Player Two is going like full Pacino? Um, minus the Uwa. It's definitely Sans Uwa, but it's I don't know if it's full Pacino. I don't know. Uh, I feel like even though Pacino has gone full Pacino, there's still something about it that can be entertaining. Uh, do I want to see him in a romantic story? No, we've established the answer to that question. Is no. uh, but painfully, in like, uh, but sometimes in he's heat. fun to watch. He's a little crazy, and I kind of dig that. But uh, I don't know. Wade's a little kind of creepy. a little bitch, oh. <laughs> and he's creepy. He is very creepy. He's see, I know I mentioned that before you read it, and you're like, eh, I don't want to. Yeah, eh, but yeah, it sounds creepy. like it's yeah. yeah, it's creepy. It's not great. Um, there's some weird stuff going on. Some stuff yeah. that I don't like. Uh, stuff that porn makes more sense when yeah. you consider the person <laughs> wrote nerd porn or tour. So anyway, that's what I'm reading. I'm also I've also been like chipping away very slowly at this ancient Rome book, uh, oh, yeah, which I've been I've been enjoying. But like I said, every time I listen to it, I just get really depressed. <laughs> As one is likely to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I officially, after some fits and starts, uh, beginning. The book, not because I wasn't enjoying the book, just hmm. I had to find a way to carve out time for reading, uh, and that's largely sure. taken the place of some of my watching and video gaming lately. Um, because at first I was trying to balance them, but I realized I was only reading about five pages at a time or ten pages at a time, so I had to actually like put down time to do it. And then like Saturday before going to your sister's house, I read like 120 pages of uh, Leviathan Wakes. So oh, that's okay. the first book of the Expanse. I officially finished it. 
yesterday. Um, it was excellent to read. Um, I obviously love the show. The, it, the first season of the show is a very representative take on the book. I mean, it's, okay. you expect there's going to be a couple of little details that get expanded upon this and that, but all the major story beats happened. Almost all of them happened. Exactly. I think there was like one thing that I, and I don't even know for sure. I'm just like, my recollection was, I think one of the characters what, who who is in the book and in the show just like didn't show up to this one event that happened in the book. Like the event otherwise happened more or less the same. Mm-hmm. I just don't recall him being there for it, but like he was involved with that plot. And so like, he's like informed of everything that's going on. I just don't remember his physical location. And I wonder if it was just like a, we don't want to pay the actor to be on set <laughs> for that week. Right. Um, and it like, it doesn't really, materially affect anything for him sure. to not be there because changing he's then that. immediately apprised of everything that went on. You know what I mean? It's right. like he died in that scene in the book and like somehow lived on in the show or vice versa or whatever. So it was a pretty small thing, but yeah, no, it was, it was a, it was nice to read. I think I know I've talked in the past about how I sometimes have a hard time slipping into like the new voice of a writer when I'm starting to read something. This mm-hmm. felt pretty natural for me to get into. I think part That's of good. it is, so I know I've mentioned it in the past. The The author is technically two people. Um, right. James S.A. Corey is a pseudonym for two other. I think it's Ty Frank and Daniel Alexander, if I recall correctly. Um, one of them it came up with like this whole mythology. The other person was a researcher for George R. R. Martin who put the two of them in touch with each other. And they decided to make it into a book series together, which is cool. So the structure of the writing is very similar to the game of Thrones series or a song of ice and fire, I guess is a better way to talk about the books. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't read any of those, right? I started one a long time ago, but I wasn't getting into it. Okay. But so that's helpful though. So you, each chapter was from a different character. Yep. So mm-hmm. that carried over into this. That's um, cool. So um, now the first book is only two characters. Whereas like the first, like game of Thrones was like six characters or something like that. Right. Um, now that'll expand starting with the second one. Um, also, it was cool. I, I like that they also kept the same thing. They had a prologue and epilogue who were one-off point of view characters. Oh, now, cool. more important ones overall than any of the ones in the Song of Ice and Fire, but still, like, I actually kind of like that little effect. That's a cool thing to borrow from that. I actually really like that version of a story. If you're going to do, like, an ensemble story, yeah, giving all the not all, but giving a bunch of different characters the point of view is, I think, a really cool one. Yeah, I agree. That's fun. I do that. And so you're enjoying it. Absolutely, yeah. Nice. And how far did you say you're into it, would you say? I finished the first book, I said. I just started oh, okay. you finished the second it. book this evening at like 15 pages or something like that. So Nice. Very cool. Oh, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you're getting back into your, your oh, yeah. habits. It's nice. I, mean, I, I know I've you, been, you were thinking I've been away for far too long, so. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's good. So you're watch- you're you're reading something good. You watch anything good? So we had another couple of interesting movie weekends. We had two weekends. Oh, oh boy, we missed okay. a week. Um, so it's only three movies. Um, because Justice League took an entire week. Um, sure. <laughs> no, I'd watch it the last I'm, two nights. I'm not sure I'm finished with it yet. <laughs> <laughs> um. So two weekends ago, I watched again a little column A, column B. We did an old movie and a new movie. Mm-hmm. newish movie uh on that friday night we watched rear window which is an alfred hitchcock movie starring was that remade maybe i don't know okay 
it doesn't sound familiar, it, but it's entirely possible. Um, it was a Hitchcock movie starring Jimmy Stewart and uh, like a little bit older Jimmy Stewart than like, uh, what's it called? Um, it was remade in 1998 with Christopher Reeve, Daryl Hannah, and Robert Forster. Oh, actually, you know what? I do remember reading that because, yeah, because I think it was after Christopher Reeve was injured. And so he would mm-hmm. be um, kind of a perfect casting for that, I guess. Um, yeah, so uh, it's not someone who's paralyzed in this case. It was someone who broke their leg. Um, he's uh, like a photographer. He's like a, a for like a newspaper or magazine or something like that. Broke okay. his leg. <laughs> Taking a photograph of like race cars at the finish line from the middle of the track and there's a terrible crash that ah. <laughs> like fucks up his leg and he's always in a cast and he's going stir crazy and he believes he witnessed a murder in across the courtyard in one of the other apartment buildings and Ooh. everyone thinks he's crazy and he's sure, trying to get to yeah. the bottom of this while being trapped in his apartment and okay. that's, all was, that's all I'll say about it it's it you know cl- Classic Hitchcock thriller. I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily like one of his quote unquote best ones. No, no, no. Like, I mean, you think stuff like North by Northwest or the birds or vertigo or psycho. Like, I don't know if it necessarily holds up to those, but it was a good movie. Yes. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a little bit cheesy ending, but it was an entertaining movie. What else are you watching? What other movies were there? on So the night after that, I watched the gentleman. Have you seen this movie? No, but I am reminded of the How I Met Your Mother scene with The Gentleman. You didn't watch that show, right? No, no, I couldn't no. get into it. Uh, I'm not familiar with The Gentleman. Is another older it's, one it's or no? It's a Guy Ritchie movie from like two years ago. Oh, uh, it's not the movie that popped up immediately <laughs> when I searched for it. I believe it was 2019. Okay. Uh, Let's see if I can find Matthew this. McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Hugh Grant. Um, oh, I wanted to see people. this. Yeah, good movie. Fun. A lot of fun. If you like the Guy Ritchie stuff, uh, maybe I know there are people who are like huge fans of his like earlier work and maybe this doesn't measure up to it. I don't know. That's for someone else to say. Um, But I enjoyed the movie. It was an entertaining movie. I mean, like, I mean, you've seen the have you seen like Lockstock or or Snatch? Have you seen either of those? Um, I never saw Snatch. I think I might have seen Lockstock once. Uh, I could be wrong. I, and you've seen the Sherlock movies. Sure. Um, so, like, I definitely saw some of the same through lines just in the way that the story unfolds and all of that. But, I've uh, seen Rock and Roller. I never saw that. But that was an entertaining movie. It was a very I, polished I version of, the, like, the Richie catalog. It seems like, I uh, really wanted to see that when it came out and I uh, missed it. Uh, yeah, definitely worth a watch. I think, uh, oh, so where, like, where, where I think you and Kim on? would enjoy it. Yeah. Um, the Max? I think. I feel like everything's on Max right now. I watched it on prime prime okay um cool i don't know if it was free or if it if i rented it i forget um but that prompted me then to watch lock stock and two smoking barrels this past weekend okay and i'm sure it's probably blasphemous to say but i actually preferred the gentleman not to say that lock stock wasn't good i did enjoy it a lot um Mm -hmm. but watching the polish of the gentleman and then going back to the rawer grittier Lock stock, right. like it is very obvious how much of a lower budget and earlier in raw product it was. That's um, kind of fun to look at to see it in that order. Yeah, like, it's a unique because if you're a fan, you don't get to see it in 
the way that the, the coming at it the way that you are, which you get to see the polished thing up front is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm but sure I'm doing you it backwards. Shoulders that's built on. Yeah, I'm sure I'm doing it backwards because most people like saw those movies like that in Snatch early mm-hmm. on, and then right. like I said, maybe I don't know, maybe they were disappointed by the gentleman if it didn't have quite the same I, level. I can of, see that because I I vaguely remember not hearing great things about it. Yeah, I feel like most of the positive, more positive reviews I saw were people who weren't huge Guy Ritchie fans originally. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said I think I wonder if, if people were maybe disappointed by they're expecting something else. I, I really liked both of them. I think I would give a slight edge to the gentleman myself just for enjoyability factor as far as like like the quote unquote like quality of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe the other one would have been slightly better. I mean, it, I don't know. I, like I said, I enjoyed a lot of them. I, I want to see Snatch. I'll probably watch it at some point in the next few weeks. Mm. as well i will say the one odd thing with lockstock is the the cinematography is very odd it's got like a very sepia toned like exposure like to the whole thing um okay both of them feature very heavily with drugs in the uk i don't know they're like classic capers i don't know it's, yeah it's, uh, i'm it's, down with they're, that they're both I'm, good I'm times. i'd like to watch those movies yeah Sounds definitely awesome, definitely recommend Hmm. Sounds like you had yourself a nice little movie run. You're keeping the movie run going strong, and I like it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. Are you watching any shows? Uh, no, other than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I have not had any time for shows in the last couple of weeks. Okay, so let me revert. We'll reverse order what I'm watching, and we'll end with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, since we both watched the uh, first episode of that. Uh, so I'm watching a handful of shows. I think I might have told you last week. I'm not sure, but I got... Uh, Kim is finally watching Parks and Recreation. I feel like you mentioned that at some point. We're very much enjoying it, and we're like in the fourth season. Nice, nice. Great show. I love that show. Also, that's probably around the peak of the show, probably. Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel like they dropped off in the final seasons, no, but like so either. that's probably at its like absolute most ideal. Yeah, I, I was uh, going into it. I was like, wow, it's really funny. Like, we're we're really enjoying the first season, we're enjoying the second season. I'm like, oh. Two of my favorite characters haven't entered the cast yet, and the show starts, I feel like, when they get there. Yeah, because that's what, the end of two, where they yeah. join and Brandanowitz leaves? Yeah. <laughs> Never to be mentioned again. Right. <laughs> but uh, that, it's, it's, so, it's so fun. I really, I really love it. Um, I'm glad she, she got into it, too, so like, we're kind of hooked on it now. We are also watching... <laughs> we're still watching the, fi- the final season of The Walking Dead? I, oh, God. <laughs> whatever, whatever this is. Al, when I tell you that this is the worst show on television. <laughs> 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 right. Okay. I have to... I, I'm going to paint a picture for you. Um, I would say spoilers for The Walking Dead, but you don't watch it. Uh, so there's a... It was last... I think it was the last episode or two, two episodes ago, actually. Uh... T-1000 makes an appearance. Patrick Robert something. Patrick. Robert Patrick, that's the one. He makes an appearance. He's uh, playing a crazy-ass character who is a twin. Forget it. There's a story there. It's weird. I heard about this story. It doesn't matter. Okay. I don't know why, but uh, I did hear about this story. So what we're doing so far is this is the final season, from what I understand, and each episode is taking a real deep dive into a character doing something that can't matter because there's no way to wrap this up by like any of their storylines by the so end. So classic of Walking Dead, right? So this this particular episode was Aaron and Father Gabriel. <laughs> so it was it it was rough. 
and they find this place and they're drinking the whiskey that they found in there and they're eating the board that they found in the closet and it's like oh no somebody was camped out here and then he holds them hostage he makes them play russian roulette it's a great time for everyone uh (laughs) yeah i I read that storyline i don't know why i don't remember how i came across online but i read about the whole thing uh, and the the two robert patrick's and the russian roulette yeah I, i read about that it gets it gets so much better so they uh they finally they guess they they thwart him they get him to put the gun down uh when he's not looking father gabriel just completely demolishes the guy's head with aaron's arm so he's dead <laughs> uh there was this whole storyline about his brother and like, like the wife bit, and like, the kid right turning on, yeah this whole thing that honestly it doesn't matter because what i really need to get to is the point where they go upstairs and they find the brother is still alive and he's chained up up there and he's in what uh, he's like in the corner and he's like terrified and he's timid and he's like scared and he's in the corner and he like looks like Robin Williams just come out of Jumanji and he's just like shaking <laughs> and then they come up to him and they're like it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay and he pulls the gun out of Father Gabriel's waistband of Aaron's I don't know he gets the gun from them somehow which we now know uh, is on the last round where the bullet is okay so. It's on the last round. Oh, uh, here's the here's the other thing. When they did the Russian roulette scene, bullet goes in. They spin it, right? And the cat. No, there's no there's no suspense because the, the camera is angled directly at the front of the gun, and you can see that the bullet is directly one off from the chamber. So you know. So they immediately undermined the whole point of Russian roulette, like exactly. why Russian roulette is ever interesting on screen. Right. Right. Exactly. You, the viewer, knows. They don't know, but you know. That, nope, it's not that one. Nope, it's not that one. Nope, it's not that one. Oh, did you hear that? It makes a different sound. No, it's also not that one. <laughs> I mean, they're taking out all of the tension of the yeah, scene. Yeah, so they did all that. You know. And the only reason why the next bullet was actually the bullet was because he, like, uncocked the gun. So that it was the next one, I believe, in the... Whatever. doesn't matter. Guy gets his hand on the gun. Uh, he's pointing at, at Gabriel and Aaron. And he's, like, all sad. And he puts the gun to his head. And he shoots himself, blows his brains out, right? Here's where it gets fun. As soon as that ended, I went, wow. And Kim goes, what? I was like, the blood shot out of his head well before he pulled the trigger. <laughs> and she goes, really? And I reround it, and you see it. Splat, bang. And I go, they didn't even care. They didn't even care. <laughs> so Walking Dead's gone full South Park. <laughs> Where, I know you're not a South Park fan, but I don't, did you ever hear about that storyline where everything goes to shit and they, they show all the different movie trailers and it's literally just shit noises? That's amazing. No. And it was, you know, one of the trailers and they do the Rob Schneider voice, which you've always like, mm-hmm. which I don't use Rob Schneider. And he goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever, who cares? You'll fucking watch it anyway. It's like, it was right. one of the trailers. <laughs> That's great. But I, I was like, ah. Uh. They really like. They really don't care. Like they're 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 full on. I mean, like, I thought the worst effect they would ever do was that deer. The deer. That deer was yeah. pretty rough. I love how we we both immediately knew where I was going. Yeah, there. there was a lot of blood dripping on flowers in one episode too recently. That was like clearly not blood and clearly also not a flower. And I was like, why don't you just drip something red on an actual flower? Like I don't red, know why. Red, red paint, just splat it on a flower. Any flower, pick a pick right. a flower. Make it a water based paint so it's not going to toxify like, the flower. Like if they tried to do some like artsy like portrait style 
like photography of the blood on the flower, but somehow the blood is in focus and the flower that it's on is not at all. It was really weird. Anyway, I'm watching that just because honestly, at this point, it's a train wreck <laughs> and it's, it's kind of hard to look away. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I read about that storyline. I did not hear about the miss synced. Oh, uh, I think you gotta, um, I think it's worth you looking up that scene. Just okay. To see it. I'll have to consider but, that, but, uh, and it's funny, Robert Patrick, I'm... say Robert Patrick can play both a hardened killer mm. and a total wuss. He's an underrated actor. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. Because pretty well, good. I guess you would have seen this before you gave up on the Sopranos. You remember his run on the show? I watched the whole show. Oh, I didn't remember you saying you yeah, finished it. I remember finished I finished it. it and I could say I can now confidently say it's terrible. <laughs> I, <laughs> I yeah, I knew you I, said he, you had got deep into the show, but I didn't remember you actually saying you finished it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you remember his run on the show, right? Yeah, he was he he was good at his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last thing that I started watching again, which I hadn't watched, I haven't seen an episode of this in a really long time. And I know that when I was a kid, I was watching it. I didn't watch it in order or anything like that. I was just like whatever it was on. I started watching Batman Beyond, but like ah. in order, and it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I, I remember it. enjoying it as a kid. I wouldn't say that I watched it like religiously like where I would have seen all the episodes, but I definitely saw a lot of it. It all kind of mm-hmm. jumbles together. Yeah, I'm really, really enjoying that. It's a great like, you know, like 23 minutes or something like that. You just throw one of those on, have some lunch, go back to work. It's great. I do have to say, for the most part, a lot of these different projects don't interest me much, but the idea of a Keaton Batman Beyond does seem yeah. Cool. Yeah, I would really enjoy that. Um, I think that would be solid. It's, it's it's fun, man. It's a fun show. But that's what I'm watching. And then what we're watching together is finally, folks, we have another Marvel show. We're doing it again. Disney Plus. We have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I will say the thing that stands out to me the most about this that did not know that we referred to him as the Falcon. I thought it was just Falcon. <laughs> I guess I didn't really notice. Um, also, I'd like to make a slight tweak to the title of the show. Can we call it The Falcon or The Winter Soldier? Oh, like a who's going to be? Well, no, Captain? just because the two of them don't end up meeting up by the end of the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Slash? Yeah, yeah, sure. It doesn't have to be or, I guess. Slash. What, what I will say uh, I, things like this don't really bo- usually bother me, but the title and the title card is a nightmare. It's like the Falcon and then the little words and then Winter Soldier underneath. I'm like, what is, what's happening? This, did you realize like we, there's no way for us to line these words up? Is that what happened? It reminded me of my dad bought me this sweatshirt like probably 15 years ago. I, I think mm-hmm. I was in high school. And it was a New York Jets sweatshirt. It was like a nice sweatshirt. Like the material was nice. It was like, you know, it was like thick. It was a zip up one. And it said New York Jets across the front. Mm-hmm. The zipper goes up between New York and Jets. Like New York's on top, Jets on the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of going cleanly between the letters, it cut off pieces of some of the letters and like part of like a little frond of like a Y and like an E were on the one side and the rest of the letter were on the other side. Where it's like they only had to shift the typeface like 1% to just get all of the letters to be fully intact and like just have them be symmetrical on either side. Like, you know, it's not going to be perfectly symmetrical, obviously, but like all the letters are going to be intact. (laughs) Like New and York on one side 
and J-E-N-T-S on the other side, New York Jets. Instead, like parts of the, the Y and oh like the E Why? were on the Why? other side. So it looked terrible when you unzipped it. Like it looked good <laughs> when you zipped it up. It looked terrible when you unzipped it. <laughs> that's funny. That's really dumb. But yeah, that's pretty much the title card of this show. Yeah. Uh, um, it's all, it, it's, it, and I obviously didn't notice it because they show it at the end. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Whatever. And then that's also when I had the epiphany. I was like, the Falcon? <laughs> the- <laughs> when did we get the the? When exactly did we establish that? Yeah. Uh, so oh what do you think? My left ear just unclogged. Ooh, uh, <laughs> isn't that delightful? You just got so much louder, though. <laughs> also, I don't feel like I'm like leaning to one side to hear you anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. um, I, I mean, it was a solid... I, I feel like we didn't get quite enough for the runtime of the first episode. When you consider how short the first episodes of WandaVision were, and mm-hmm. it got longer. Like, this one was much longer than most of those episodes. But this feels different to me. It, it feels like the production value is higher. Yeah. Um, and it also feels like it maybe they at one point were considering doing this as a movie and decided to go show that's a little longer because it's only going to be six episodes, right? Something like that. Yeah. It definitely does feel more MCU than most of WandaVision. Yeah. But I think that was also the part, like kind of the point. Mm-hmm. Because like the, sh- the sword scenes in WandaVision felt MCU. Um, it was the sitcom parts that didn't, and those felt more like sitcoms, which are going to look cheaper because like the first few of them were like from 50, 60 years ago, whatever it was. Right. Um, so yeah, this did feel a little bit more polished. I mean, it definitely showed more of the budget right off the bat because you've yeah, got like that opening sequence. sequence. That was really fun, by the way. Yeah, really well executed, like pretty good, like pulse pattern. And like, it looked like something that would have been in one of those movies. I, that doesn't look like a TV I, show. I, I will say super predictable, right? Because as soon as this started, I was like, oh, I can't wait for him to like drag some missile into this helicopter. <laughs> and uh, surely enough. <laughs> also, where do, they, where do they keep getting all of those helicopters from? Because like, I thought I had a good feel for the engagement. The fact that was... it was one? <laughs> no, there was two. And then he knocks one of them down. Uh-huh. And then he takes out another one and is immediately dodging a third one. I was like, but where did that one come from? And right. oh, wait, look, now there's a fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I have a major problem with you should not be allowed to do that paragliding thing. Yeah. Into a helicopter, the wingsuit into a helicopter, because like there's no way one of those guys doesn't get chewed up in the blades. Oh, sure. Like, I don't care how good you are at that. Yeah. What if it's Swayze from point break though? He's maybe the only person. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the rest of his crew dead. (laughs) Yes. No, you know what? Just one of them. I just need one of them to not be, as, like, you can't tell me all of them are, like, that perfect, like, that, where... Do you know how hard that's got to be at that speed? You know what's, you know what's funny? You, you're thinking about this in the context of flying the wingsuit into the helicopter. I was thinking about it when they all went through that small little hole in the rocks. I was like, nope. No. One of you is dead. <laughs> well, that was that was a, a Family Guy joke where Peter decides to get extreme for I forget what reason. And he befriends a guy who does all of these like extreme things and they do this and they there was some ridiculous name for this rock formation that had this little it's called like the devil's anus or something like that and they're supposed to wingsuit through it and he's like you know come on man it's gonna be awesome and he goes to do it he's like wow and he just goes and 
backs up dead against the thing. He's like, oh. <laughs> um, when you said rock formation, I got a flashback to Parks and Rec when Andy and April drive to the Grand Canyon and he goes, where are the faces? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just, well, two things. One, how you get to the opening of the helicopter without getting buzzed yeah. by the rotors, right? Okay. Yeah. Let's say you can manage that because you're really zipped in there. Mm-hmm. They didn't roll out the other side. Right. <laughs> they also didn't die on impact at the speed at which they were f- like flinging through the air. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, exhilarating scene. Still really fun well to watch. Done. Real yeah, fun no, to watch. Yeah, no, it was great. I just, like, I just saw them, them do that. Like, they just whooped and like barrel rolled oh, yeah. into the... I'm like, come on! <laughs> but when, when at the end of that sequence, when Falcon flies through it and he takes the guy out of the other side of the helicopter, I mean, he he's breaking every bone in his body, right? Like that's... Um, maybe, I don't know. Also, I'm pretty sure he was strapped in. That guy was already pretty jostled, so... Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because then it becomes about, like, the relative speeds, right? Because, like, both things are happening at full speed, but it's about the delta between them, True. so it might only be about 10 miles an hour difference or something like that. I don't know. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, anyway, oh, so it's not like fun. he's getting hit by a truck. He's getting hit by a person. When he, uh, the, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's Yeah, I guess it's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I did really dig the whole shield thing he was doing with the wings. Though. That was yeah, cool. that was cool. I liked how it like it responded first to the bullets at his back, and then he was able to turn while it was the, and the, like create like, a manual. Shield yeah, thing. that was really cool. Also, I like the little red wing. Yeah, it was awesome. It was I'm cool glad guy. that it's not a real bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, seeing the Bucky stuff actually, that was I didn't expect a ton of like out and out humor in this one, but. Mm-hmm. Seeing the stuff about him learning how to make amends was pretty entertaining. <laughs> God, I will say that whole reveal of who this guy is that he's taking out to lunch. I actually I went, did not cross my mind. It didn't cross mine either. And when it happened, I went, oh, yeah, that made I don't me think I could do this. <laughs> no, it made me uncomfortable. And I think that's probably why he leaves, too. We'll see if that uh, picks sure. up anymore later, because that's super. Intense. That was rough. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to watching the rest. I'm I'm excited. It's it's fun. I oh do, yeah, no, I'm 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 definitely interested to keep watching. But I wouldn't say I, this hooked me the same way the first episode of WandaVision did. I think more just be, maybe because that was mystery box ish. But yeah, still. sure. No, I I hear that. Yeah, it feels like I paused the movie. Um, unfortunately, that's yes. Yeah, this it, feels it, more like, feel like chapters a, in a movie than yeah, like, like almost as if you were like make a movie and then make it six parts. And then <laughs> give a title card for each. Like, <laughs> like Kill Bill. We're on the same page. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, but the, the Bucky stuff was what the Bucky stuff was interesting because I do want to see like where that's going to go, how it's going to unfold. What I really like is we're, we're going in deep on two characters. One who is like, he doesn't have superpowers uh, or anything like that. Right? He's got, he's just a tech, tech style kind of like Tony, right? It's just, the stuff that he has and like his uh i don't know his his bravery that gets him through his bravery uh, and his cleverness and yeah and uh i like that and then i also like seeing like getting into like oh like but he was a person <laughs> i like that aspect of it and like the problems that he's dealing with are very normal <laughs> it's true because we got thrown into him as he he was kind of just a cipher early on in the series i really mm-hmm. i guess for most of the series right where it's just hey i'm an ex pilot but I never said that. Oh, sorry. I'm an ex 
flyer, but I never said I was a pilot. And okay, so he's just a soldier and a good one and a good guy. And that's cool. Yeah. But like, you know, he's kind of just there. He's just a good guy who's there. Right. Yeah. And, and now so we get to see Sam, the person, the person, which is great. And like you see his family and things like that. And then you're also seeing a lot of like, which I really like is leaning into in these shows. It seems like maybe I, I feel like every one of their shows might have a little bit of a hint of how the blip is affecting everyday life for people. Well, certainly these ones that are meant to stitch together the post endgame world to lead up to the next phase. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's been cool. And then the other side of it being the Winter Soldier and like he's going through like it's like legit like PTSD. And then this combination of he's he did do all these horrible things. He wasn't himself and like something was like in control, which is like a crazy concept. And then like but he there's nobody else that he can like relate to there's nobody else that went through this thing yeah you know it's funny because part of why maybe this was intentional but part of why i didn't see it the reveal coming was i just assumed he found the oldest person he could find to befriend because it was the the closest thing to him to having someone in common they they threw me off the set when they were like we can go to lunch but no talking I was like, that okay, this is why they're friends. Like it's just somebody to be next to. Yeah. It's oh, not- he found <laughs> an eighty-five year old guy who he could be friends with because yeah. he's hundred and six and it's the only person who's even close I, to him. I got I got really strong Nick and Tren vibes. Yes. <laughs> well, <two>. that's <laughs> a couple reasons for that, I guess. But uh <laughs> what, what he was what well specifically around the let's be quiet thing, but that whole thing with Nick, when he when he has that one sided conversation with him, we're talking about New Girl. <laughs> when he's like, ah, you always know what to say. And he's well, got no, this smile on his face. That one's great, but no, nothing will top them in the in the, the hot tub together. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it's a great show. And then <laughs> for Jess <Lee. laughs> I love it. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, so like I said, looking to see where this is going. Um, I'm, I I like the idea that maybe we're going to get like through flashbacks some of the things that Winter Soldier went on in between. Like that like, seems cool. If we maybe we'll see some more of those missions that like filling shaped. in some of the backstory. Yeah, and then um, I'm looking forward to them connecting again to seeing how the stories are going to wrap together. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, and then, they'll have to get in touch. I mean, we've already mentioned it that Sam's been calling him and he's not picking up and all mm-hmm. that. So I'm sure. Probably in the next episode, we'll at least get them talking, even if they haven't met up yet. Yeah, and then we have the the the, the baddie of the show is Flag, Flag something, something Flag, Flag, whatever. This group of people with the red hand. LAF. Is that what it was? Oh, sorry, that was the first thing that he's going. After. Was it Flag Smashers? Flag Smashers. Yeah, that was it. Uh, and then we got the I assume Flag Smasher who then completely obliterates uh, Sam's buddy. Uh, I don't think that I've uh, I've seen an orbital get cracked live on the screen in many. <laughs> yeah, he looked uh, him over pretty good. He stomped his face, mm-hmm. and they didn't cut away. <laughs> it was a little rough. Yeah, I mean, like he survived, so that's part yeah. of it. Like, mm-hmm. um, was that the same guy who became f- fake Captain America? No, was it? it Not the guy I, who got smashed. The guy who did the smashing. Oh, I have no idea. Was, was that something that I was supposed to piece together? Because if so, I did not. No, I'm just making an assumption here. Oh, no. I don't, know, you know, who, Captain I don't know who doofy smile Captain America was. You know he's going to have to be like a bad guy. So I just I thought he was just going to get shot and killed while they were but revealing right it. Right there? Yeah. Hmm. 
I'm wondering if that was the guy who did the smashing. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I guess we'll find also, out. Also, really sudden and out of nowhere. Like, hey, we got a new Captain America. Like, oh, okay. Didn't we have yeah. the like the laying to rest of his armor? Like, like, you could have had it. At, you could have had it all, Sam. You could have had it all. <laughs> Said you're off playing Forrest Gump here, uh, going out, Shrimpo <laughs> Captain and all. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Weekly releases, we think six episodes, we'll be here to go through them all. Six Ow. to ten, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> six, six, call it a dozen. Well, it's, <laughs> it's like very Vince Vaughn, right? 38, 38 I, episodes. I, I'll have the money for you on the 12th. 12th, 13th, 14th. Either way, you're going to get the money. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with the release dates? We got some oh. release date news? Okay, what we are you drinking? Hang on, hold up, pause. What are we drinking? Oh, uh, this we'll is just take. some green green tea and honey. Nice, you got a little stitch mug. I like that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's got all different colors. It's kind mm. of a. Uh... It's like a Warhol stitch mug. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I figured, uh, considering all of the uh, allergy stuff going on, try and soothe yeah. the voice slightly with a little green tea and honey. Yeah, yeah, but uh, anyway. So release dates changing yet again due to the pandemic, obviously. Um, the one that really popped out to me was, um, well, for two reasons, was Black Widow, which not only will be shifting dates, but is going to be getting one of these Disney Plus Plus releases, it looks like. Mm. Um, so it says, this was on the Chicago Tribune. I couldn't find the original, original story. I don't know why. Um Disney has massively overhauled its upcoming slate and amended release plans for Black Widow, Emma Stone's Cruella, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Pixar's Luca, and several others. Notably, Black Widow and Cruella will now premiere on Disney Plus at the same time they open in theaters. Cruella is striving as scheduled on May 28th, while Black Widow has been pushed back two months and will debut on July 9th instead of oh, May wow. 7th. That's both. What, what, we're like now two years or no? No, it was supposed to be one, like one. May of last year or something like that. Okay. Right? March. Of oh, right. Year. It got pushed to the end of the year, and then obviously that couldn't happen. It got pushed again. Yes. And then it's getting pushed one more time. This is the third push? That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Um, from May 7th to July 9th, um, both titles will be offered on Premier Access, which comes with a $30 rental fee. Mm. Here's uh, the thing. But, I won't yep. do that because I buy these movies. When they come out, I, I like having the. I usually get the steelbook. I enjoy them. I like having them in my collection. I'm not going to buy the thirty dollar digital copy and then buy the disc. I'm just going to wait till the disc comes. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess like the whole thing has been: Would you rather pay thirty dollars to watch it unlimited times in your house, or pay twenty eight dollars to go to the theater and watch it once? Yeah, no, I I totally understand that. I just I. Yeah, I, I I am paying for the experience, though, when I go to the theater and then I buy the movie. So, yes, I, I concur. I mean, don't get me wrong. Watching these things on a 4K television is fantastic. It's tremendous. <laughs> but there is something to getting to see something on the big screen. I do mm-hmm. enjoy both tremendously. Depend- I mean, not every movie needs to be seen in a theater, honestly, but there are some things that feel like events that you want to see in all its grandeur. Yeah, I mean, I think a 4K TV is the best way to watch a movie at home, including Absolutely. including a great projector setup. I prefer the look and feel of a 4K television. Wait, sorry, say that again. Including a decent projector, I prefer the look and feel of a of a 4K, uh, like especially an OLED screen. Like I think it just looks unbelievable. 
Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I did not get to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League expansion on uh, the 4K television. I was banished to the projector screen downstairs, which... God, I hope you didn't watch it during the day. (laughs) No, I watched it in the evening. Um, It was great because it was a big screen. Not great because... 4-3. Yeah, I know. We'll get into that. (laughs) Yes. I just, you know, it was on the tip of my tongue there, so I just figured Uh I'd do it all. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, I would have preferred slightly to watch that in 4K just to see how much upgraded the visuals were. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty strong. Just to finish this up, though, Black Widow's move means that Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which was previously set for July, was bent back to September 3rd. It's expected to have a traditional theatrical release at this time. Okay. And nothing in here was mentioned about the Eternals, which interesting um, would, I think, still be planned for November or something like that, which it was supposed to be November of last year. Yeah, I guess no mention meanings that means that it's probably still slated to when it was. Probably. All right. Well, we'll see. I, I keep, I, I've kind of all but forgotten about the uh, Black Widow movie. Like, I, I, I'll watch it when it comes out. I, I, yeah. I, at one point, I was excited to watch it. Now I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, I think that point it. was what, like, 13 months ago before the war yeah. ended. That's kind of crazy. Huh. Anyway, all right. So the release dates changed. Nothing too crazy though. Um, kind of expected. I feel like at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, not? at this yeah. point, I'm not surprised that no. some of these things are just making delaying actions. Like, okay, well, we've got a lot of vaccine out there now. So, yeah. Like, there's a good chance. I mean, I've been seeing, like, even in states that aren't insane and just opening everything and ending the mask mandate and all that, like, prior to people being vaccinated significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Strong in New York, and yeah, uh, in New York <laughs> for hockey games in. Madison Square Garden and the National Coliseum for the Rangers and the Islanders. Uh, both teams have announced that with New York allowing them to have some fans, I don't remember what the capacity number was. I, I just forget what it was, but it is reduced capacity. They're saying that in order to be able to attend, you'll have to show proof of a negative COVID test from that had been administered within the past 72 hours or proof of Vaccination. Two vaccinations plus two weeks, which is mm-hmm. the current guideline for full um, safety Effects. from the yeah, full effect of the virus. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense to me, um, especially yeah. like something like to me, like outdoor stuff. Like, obviously, I think it seems pretty obvious that having open air makes things safer. Um, mm-hmm. Still would prefer not to be on top of each other or whatever. But like, you know, if you're in a, like a baseball stadium or a football stadium and not on top of each other. But that would make more sense to have more capacity than an indoor arena would or whatever. But yeah, no, if everyone's vaccinated or seems to be, you know, clean and, you know, clean bill of health and masked and not sitting on top of each other. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Al, you have one more nugget news? Um, I have a new, which is interesting. So a little bit of backstory here i know i've mentioned some of it along the way but i thought this might be interesting to you considering the way they're choosing to expand so i mentioned to you in the rundown metal arc media mm-hmm. and you did not understand what i was saying um These are not surprised words. that you hadn't heard of it but <laughs> i was mm-hmm. I did think it was funny that you did not you could not physically understand the word i was saying <laughs> that's like a, it sounds like a randomly generated password of words 
Yeah, Metal Lark like the bird, uh, or <laughs> Metal Lark Lemon, whichever you prefer, if you're a big Globetrotters fan, um, is the new company that's being created by Dan Lebetard, of who's Radio Show, I'm a huge fan, um, who has left ESPN, and he's created this with John Skipper, who used to be the CEO of CEO, who He was in charge of ESPN. Um, okay. The two of them created this thing together, and I was like, okay, they're going to do some sports stuff. Not so fast. They're going to do sports stuff, but they're going to be doing a lot of other things as well. Now, cool. over the years, Levitard has made friends with many people in the sports world, both people who played and who've covered it and talk about it, whatever. But he's also made a lot of friends with people in other forms of media, too. He's their friend. Their show is friends with tons of actors, singers, all sorts of different stuff. So they had hinted at this a few weeks ago, and now it's you're starting to see the plan come fuller into form. They're creating a full-blown production company that's going to be creating and selling all sorts of content, whether it be sports or other sorts of entertainment. And so they hired on Jamel Hill and Mike Schur. And you mentioned Parks and Rec earlier. Mm-hmm. Mike Schur is the creator of Parks and Rec, creator of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, creator of The Good Place. Uh, I think he's got a new show that he just announced as well. Mm. Um, like today. I don't remember what it's called, oh. though. So him and Jamel Hill are going to be joining on as creative advisors, um, as well as they announced last week, um, someone who's become a really close friend of the show for the last like two years, Hank Azaria, is oh, reprising man. his role as Brockmire to create a Brockmire podcast under their umbrella, much in the same way that there's the Ron Burgundy podcast. Is that still a thing? I don't know. I'm assuming it is, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, so they've done two episodes with him. Well, sorry, kind of one and a half episodes with him already doing the Brockmeyer podcast <laughs> in which he's going to basically <laughs> be the character, but talk about like real life, like present day things and coming up with like different stories that like weave back and forth to the character but from the show. When do we get the patches of Hulahan podcast? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I'm so holy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they mentioned that these these two, uh, Sher and Jamel Hill, will be um, coming on board and, and helping, like basically as like pitchmen for different ideas um, that the company at large would then create and spin off into things that they'll either house themselves or sell off to different forms of like different media companies and stuff like that whether it be podcasts, shows, movies, documentaries, written content, all that sort of stuff. Which it just seems like a cool. Venture. It feels like the next evolution of what something like Grantland, and the, which became The Ringer, has been doing. Um, it feels like the like the next step up beyond in the evolution from that. Mm. Cool. That's awesome. I bet you're pumped for that. I am. Um, I thought you might be interested just from the perspective of like the show yeah. and this area stuff. I don't know what to expect, but like I'm I'm. I'll, I'm definitely. I know you'll keep me posted, so I'm looking. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna take a while for some of that stuff to come sure. to fruition for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, but uh, a nice prospect though. Yeah, I just thought this is some, cool. I've never really heard of anything quite like some this. good laughs and vibes from that. Yeah, that corner of the universe. So that'll be good. Nice. Any other news and nuggets? Um, of course, I just locked my phone. Uh, that was all of it, I believe. Well, in that case, I think it's time for some fun and games. Uh, Al, for this week, I have which Justice League member are you? Seems fitting. Uh, the last time we did a Justice League movie was prior to us doing fun and games, so I know we didn't do this yet. 
You know what it was also prior to? Us having our grading system. I know. I look too. I went back to see if my grading would be consistent and it didn't exist. So It doesn't exist. <laughs> also, the recording was clunky at best. <laughs> oh, I didn't listen to it. I just checked the blurb. Well, which Justice League member are you? Which would you describe? What? Sorry. Which word describes you best? Hyperactive, honorable, hedonist, intelligent, emo, or determined? I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> that was Hyper- hyperactive, honorable, yes. determined, hedonist, intelligent, emo. <laughs> um, emo. It's emo, isn't go- it? <laughs> Listen, I've enjoyed some emo music, but uh, no. Um, let's go with. Was it courageous? Was that one of them or brave? Whatever nope. the fuck it was. Honorable? Honorable. That's the one. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you chose you know. one that wasn't on the list. If you could be the hero of one of these cities, which would you choose? Mexico City, New York, Berlin, Tokyo, Rio de Janeiro, or London? Oh, let's go with New York. Why not? Okay. Choose a lame superpower. <laughs> Turning ketchup into mustard, and then in parentheses, and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> of course. No, you can only do it one day. <laughs> Being able to communicate with flies. Manipulating cheese to your will. Being <laughs> I, I would argue that I already manipulate cheese I mean, to <laughs> You will be grilled. Being able to move in slow motion. Radioactive puke. Rainbow creation. <laughs> um... I think I could already do the slow motion one, too. Have I ever told yeah. you this story about what we used to do on the football team in high school? No. Where, so, in the group of, like, the, the linemen, when we would break up into, like, position groups. So, during practice, you know, it's part of, like, it's supposed to be part of, like, conditioning and, like, discipline stuff and toughness and all that. But, honestly, I think it's just because they, they, it just sounds good or whatever. We're supposed to jog from whatever we're doing to whatever we're doing. No walking on the football field, right? So the lineman created what became termed the lineman jog, in which you move your upper torso as if you're doing a light jog, but you move your legs like you're walking. And it took the coach a long time to catch on to what we were doing. Oh, my God. got that good at it. <laughs> and finally, they're like, how does it take you guys so long? Oh my God, you guys are walking. <laughs> and they're like, how did we not? And like, the coach wanted to be so mad, but <laughs> he <laughs> was so great. stunned by how good we were at doing it. <laughs> and we all acted like, <laughs> he's like, just get over here. <laughs> but we did it for like the rest of the year. And like, That's great. It, it was so, yeah, I feel like I've already mastered slow motion and also bending cheese to my will. Sure. Um, Let's go with, well, I enjoyed in Leviathan Wakes, they used the term vomit zombies like 18 times. So let's go with radioactive vomit. Okay. Choose a member of the Suicide Squad to be your nemesis. Harley Quinn, the Joker, Enchantress, Deadshot, Katana, Rick Flag. You know, when you were talking about the Flag Smashers, but you couldn't remember the name, I thought you were going for Rick Flag, And I was Mm. like, isn't he DC? Um Worlds colliding. <laughs> Wait, can I be that guy who played with the rope and strings? <laughs> you remember that guy who got killed like five minutes into Suicide Squad, or it's like when they started getting in action? Like they killed him to prove a point, and he was just like playing with ropes and stuff like that. Uh, uh, vaguely. Oh wait. Oh, yeah. wasn't he the boomerang guy? No, Captain Boomerang was a separate character. Oh, 
They killed him pretty quick, though, right? No, he was there to the end. Who was the one that, like, jumped up the wall and then their head exploded? Was this the person you're talking about? Yes. Oh, okay. I do remember that. I just didn't know what their power was or what they did. He played with ropes or something. Okay. (laughs) He was in (laughs) S&M. Oh, my God. Um, Let's go with Rick Flag. Why not? Okay. It's weird that they're asking... Yeah, uh, whatever. But what's your worst trait? Irresponsible, impatient, proud, selfish, vain, insecure. Mm, I don't know. Insecure? Why not? Okay. Which romantic spot would you bring a date? Drive-in movie theater? Weekend retreat? Dinner at a very fancy venue? Sports venue? Sports venue? I would assume an event is going on at that venue. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming they mean like take her to a game or whatever. Like right. <laughs> A huge party? A museum? It belongs in a museum. <laughs> so do you. Uh, let's go with a fancy restaurant. Okay. It's a very fancy restaurant. You know what? Oh, Al, you got Superman. Okay. I'm not sure what answers resulted in Superman. Probably <laughs> not the you, Rick Flag one. But you got it. You live a life filled with righteousness, knowing that what you're doing and the choices you make must be the right and just thing. Living with such a rigid moral code can be tough, but you don't have a choice, which is why you sleep sound at night with a clear conscience. I've not been sleeping soundly the last couple of nights, so I've been waking up a lot (laughs) with the allergies. But uh, I imagine it was because I chose the honorable one. Probably. Oh, here's a question for you. I know that you saw my sister this weekend. Did she play for you her nighttime terrors? (laughs) (laughs) So my sister has been using the sleep cycle app uh, to try to distract her sleep, but it also records you when you talk in your sleep, which is really funny. And every couple of days, she sends me a few sound waves. And my favorite one so far was she just went, bitch, big fat bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is... By far the winner so far. They're pretty terrifying. It's a lot of like... Gross. Mostly that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did she show you the picture of the banner that we hung with the shamcocks and the leprechauns? Yes. Okay. Yes, she sure did. Al, let us get into our flick of the week. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Released in 2021. Rated R. With a four-hour and two-minute runtime. Your IMDb synopsis. Determined to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain, Bruce Wayne aligns forces with Diana Prince with plans to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from an approaching threat of catastrophic proportions. Sure. Al. I mean, that's definitely part of what the movie's about. Sure. <laughs> What's your tweet like the view? I hope it's I hope it's delightful. I can't wait. <laughs> a four hour long exercise in the law of diminishing returns. This movie is literally twice as long as the original, but probably only about 30 to 40 percent better. Slots in the middle of the MCU again at twice as long as most of them. Five point five out of ten. OK, you're pretty generous. I feel like score wise. Uh, I thought you were going to go lower. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm close, though. Uh. A masturbatory pile of unearned confidence <laughs> and half co- <laughs> concocted ideas. <laughs> no, no, you do not get to have masturbatory and half cocked in the same sentence. <laughs> it wasn't half cocked, but you you choked and it made me laugh. It was oh. half. It was half. <laughs> I actually think I want to change it to that. It was half concocted. 
Oh, half concocted ideas. Because it came out as half cocked from you, I, which I, is probably like also I, like I, I mean, was... it would have applied. <laughs> like, <laughs> but anyway, five out of ten. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you. I think you uh, you broke it down pretty good there. Um, it's it's definitely better than the last one. Yes. What? So honestly, I don't have a ton to talk about in this movie. Okay. Um, at least not off the top of my head. Like, I'm sure I'll have things to comment on as you bring it up. Sure. How is this movie twice as long? Like, I expected it to be longer. How is it literally, well, mathematically, yeah. 200% of the movie? Well, they included an entire cyborg movie. Sure, but they cut stuff out of the other movie, too. What do you They mean? didn't just tack on to the original movie. No. They cut some of that material out. Right, which leads me to believe that the entire movie was shot, but not completed. Like, not edited. Obviously not. not, because they spent 70 additional million dollars shooting more for this movie. Oh, I guess that was reshoot. Yeah, but that was probably for the whole ridiculous extra scene at the end that lasted an entire year. <laughs> um, I mean, some of it is for that, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I really, I, I don't know what, what the hell was going on behind the scenes there, but it's just not... At the end of the day, it's like you let him... You, okay, Zack Snyder got to do his thing. Fine. I understand that it was important to him. He wanted to do this. I understand that there's a whole fan base that was, like, itching for this. But I will, I am, I'm throwing it out there now. If this movie came out like this, then people would have shit all over it. Yeah. Uh, it's only better because the like last people, one was so bad. It feels like people are really it. trying to go out of their way to compliment this one. Because I've heard a lot of, oh, it's definitely better. It's like, but how much better? Like, right. yeah, like, so uh, let me mention on like the front end, like something that I did, like immediately was noticeable to me, like, oh, that is definitely a better way to do this. And mm-hmm. it was just like Steppenwolf's general look, because in the first one, he looked like concept art. Yeah. It and like in they this, didn't finish rendering him. Yeah. And in this, it's like a fully rendered character, which with even bells and whistles on it. Like, I will say, I don't, I this is just, and this I recognize as just my own personal opinion. I don't like his costume, his armor. Whatever, but my like point is, looks. but that being said, it it does look really good. They did a good job with yeah um, the effects. Also, it was obvious that they totally changed his voice. I only saw the first Justice League, the original Justice League, one time in theaters. Mm-hmm. So I definitely struggled at times. Like there was definitely some scenes where I was like, yeah, I remember this, I remember this, I remember this, and then there was other scenes where I was like. This seems kind of familiar, so I'm not sure if this was something that was reshot or re-edited, or is this something new entirely, um, which is also part of how I'm having trouble tracking how the movie can literally be twice as long. Like, right. I assumed the original was going to be two hours, and this was going to be, like, three hours. You know what I mean? Like, this, the wa- math of that it. would make sense to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, we added some, and we took a little away, but what we added was more than what we took away. Fair enough. I don't mm-hmm. understand how it can be twice as long. But well, I guess if you think about if you think about uh, Batman v Superman, the uh, the director's cut is what is it forty minutes longer or something like that? That would make sense though. Forty minutes longer, would right? Make sense. But that's forty minutes longer on top of an edit and cut that was already his movie. Sure. So um, it seems like he probably shot a crap load more. Then they like redid and reshot a bunch of it. And now they reshot a uh, reshot pieces of it again, including old footage probably to get the rest of the end result, which means that there is room. There was room for a lot. At the end of the day, you can't, you can't make an Avengers movie 
without putting in the upfront work of making you care about the characters. That is why this whole thing will not work. Yeah. Um, and to be clear, my, my, you are my, trying my, to make an Avengers movie. My, you're not, my you're final say, my final note on the the Steppenwolf thing was I recall in the original one him sounding like Kieran Hines, but with voice modulation. And in this, he didn't sound like Kieran Hines, so obviously mm. they changed the voice, um, right. like whatever the, they were using to modulate it or whatever. But um, yeah, getting back to the bigger picture of this, like I get that it was it's his version of the movie mm-hmm. but he does know that he's allowed to have an editor right uh, that was the thing i was like this is what happens when you don't have an editor <laughs> this, this is the joke that i've been making to you for the last couple of days like it's not the Zack snyder cut it's the Zack snyder expansion because cut denotes that something was snipped out of there mm-hmm. and this is all of it this is every bit of it it is expanded i would say i i agree with you but you there was there was a cut though they should have added another hour in there to make me have any idea of steppenwolf's motivation and why Darkseid wants to do the things that he's doing you know what this movie could have worked if there was an additional hour and they made it like infinity war and endgame if you had an hour with the origins of the characters we didn't get because we get we know who Batman is more or less right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we know who Diana is, and then we get the cyborg movie mm-hmm. plus the Flash stuff, and we already know that we're going to learn more about Arthur Curry, whatever. Like he's yeah. the one unknown maybe who like is coming coming to it. And we know he's going to get his own movie, right? Right, but we and, and we have also have the gift of hindsight and that we've seen the Aquaman movie. Yeah, so you have that whole thing and that movie. Ends with them deciding to bring back Superman. Yeah. And yeah, then that's a good movie. The next one or picks they bring up with him, them trying to bring back Superman. Or they bring him back and he's <clears throat> a nightmare. And, <laughs> and then it ends. So you go Oh, bright, we made a huge mistake. <laughs> you, you go Brightburn for the last 15 yeah. minutes of that movie, and then you start with like the taming of the Superman. Yeah. And then the fact that we have to track down that final mother box that was stolen and all of that. And maybe that's where you get into some of the politicking about dark side and all of that. I would like to, I'm going to pause right there on tracking down the mother boxes. The best thing that this movie did, the thing that actually earns it an entire point on the scale is Stephen Wolf actually refers to it as mother box instead of mother. And it just makes it an entirely different movie. Yeah. Honestly, I cringed so hard in the theater watching. (laughs) First of all, again, going back to the fact that it was Kieran Hines' voice behind the modulation. Mother! And I'm like, oh my god, stop! (laughs) (laughs) Also, why? What are these boxes? What are they doing? Why are we here? What does Darkseid want? What do you want? Who are you? (laughs) Well, fair enough. In this movie... I actually felt like I understood all of that a little bit more than. Oh, definitely, they did a better job. They did a better job of explaining all that. Yeah. So, like a better job, but there still needs to be more. Like we don't. I understand what Darkseid is doing, but what is he's just bad? Like, is he just bad? Is that his motivation? Like, what is he? Yeah. Well, the reason he can't work as well as Thanos, right, is because Thanos wasn't after personal gain, right? He was in pursuit of his mad ideology. Mm-hmm. Darkseid is doing the Thanos thing, but just to claim for himself. So inherently less interesting. Yeah. But how and did he's he doing... get to that point? How did he rise to power? Like, I don't, he's just exists. Mother boxes. 
Mama! <laughs> Mama! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, did you... Okay, I so if you haven't, for those listening, if you haven't watched it, we talk about um, the pitch meetings on YouTube a lot on this show. <laughs> If you haven't watched it, it is so so good, especially because they did they wait did they do a Snyder one? They or, did. Okay, because I, I must have seen the original one, but specifically because they ended up hitting on everything that I had a note on in the pitch meeting, and I was like, man, you guys are on point, and it's so good. <laughs> one thing in particular, I no longer. I'm frustrated by the. Yeah, I never understood why it got to you. I'm not mad about that anymore, specifically because there's a new thing, and it's like every time she's on screen. Every time. And it's also every time the Amazons are on screen. It happens every time. It's ridiculous. And they do a really great uh, skit around that in the pitch meeting. What? The the music that they play now when she's. Oh, what was the music? I can't. Hum it myself, but you just you'll have to you'll have to watch it. Okay, I, I encourage you. It is. So I mean, much there fun. is definitely like an Amazon theme, but like, they I, I stick I can't with it, it in the pitch meeting. In that, while he's going through the pitch meeting, any time that he brings up Wonder Woman, he plays it on his phone. He just pulls his <laughs> phone up and he plays the music again, and then he puts it down. <laughs> I feel like I remember it being like clearly there's someone going like ah like mm-hmm. in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I can't like quite get it, but like I do know like the gist I recall that there is a theme every time that they're on. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So also, you know what? Hang on a second. Yeah. Why don't the Amazons and Atlanteans and the humans talk? Why don't they? They talk, converse. Uh, because, because reasons. Yeah. That was one that was unclear. We we fought together and pushed back the beast of the universe that might've destroyed everything, but we can't get along. Well, but like they mentioned it in the opening, right? Mm-hmm. Where they said, oh, they didn't trust each other and they make an alliance mm-hmm. and then they go off each faction with their own mother box to protect and then never speak to each other again. And it's like, okay, but like, so what was the cause of that division? And then like, we even get a reference in this one, which I don't recall there being a reference in the original one where she says, you know, oh, this is the first time that an Atlantean and Amazon are getting yeah. together to do something in a long time. It's like, okay, here's your opportunity. Yeah, nope, what ha- still oh, no? yeah. Okay. Let us know what happened there. What's going on? Nope. What's going on? Okay. Oh, nothing. We're just going to keep moving forward. Cool. Cool. Got it. Got it. I, uh, I will say for every, every cool thing they did where they expanded the story, they definitely introduced another thing where they just didn't go far enough. So mm-hmm. like, like that. So like, I thought it was awesome to see that whole battle to actually bring dark side into the movie. Show us a background, like show us him, fighting all these people and all this ridiculous going on. That was really cool. And then we get the scene of um, Diana going into like that underground rune and she finds like all of this stuff about like the Amazons and dark side. And she's like looking at pictures and she's gasping at it, but we don't get anything. (laughs) I won't explain it. She just seems to understand what that all means. And then we don't even really get the exposition after that. No, no, we don't. Just the cliff notes. Bad things are happening. Bad, dark yeah. side, dark side, bad. Justice <laughs> League, good. Also, was Dasad in the first one? Uh, I want to say no. I don't think so. Also, who is, who is the human that's standing? That's next what to I was going to say. I get like because they kept 
showing them like quickly at like a half glance and profile. And I was like, yeah. okay, they're going to do a reveal and show us who this is. Right. And then like we get other reveals, like let's just throw in Martian Manhunter for no reason. Oh my God. Uh, no, 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 not for no reason. Let's throw in Martian Manhunter to completely undermine this beautiful, the one beautiful emotional human scene that we had in the movie. Nope. It was a fluke. <laughs> But then also, we're going to get a real one later, and right. Lois isn't going to be like, oh, it's so good to see you again, Martha. Oh, yes, it's been years. Well, what about like three days ago? <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Huh. No, we can't do that, though, because no. in the original cut of the movie, that didn't happen. But right. in this cut of the movie, <laughs> it did happen, but also it's not real. Right. So, happen. but anyway, once we got the reveal that that was Martian Manhunter, well, I guess that's who it was. Obviously, we get the reveal at the end of the movie or whatever. But, like, in the moment, I was like, oh, is that supposed to be Martian Manhunter? And I'm not mm -hmm. big on the DC side. I don't know a lot of the characters and backstories and mythology and all that. Yeah. So, I just assumed, oh, we got that kind of cool reveal or whatever. I'm sure we'll figure out who that person is. Is it, um, He's wearing a cape, so maybe he's another Kryptonian. That could be interesting. Is it, like, Zod's long-lost son or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, looks like we'll never know. I whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know much about Martian Manhunter, but I do know that that was uh, that was so forced into that scene and ruins the actual beautiful thing that was happening on screen. Yes, um, which is just a shame, right? Because like they, every I feel like it's like, oh, you almost had it, you almost had it, <laughs> and then you then you just <laughs> screwed it up. Uh, I will say, I think it was. I liked Cyborg's. I liked getting to know Cyborg's backstory. I do hate that his vice is that he's whiny. <laughs> like he's not like he's up. I get it. I understand. I can't imagine what the character, like what somebody would be going through given that circumstance. Right. But we don't have time to deal with that because you're not giving us a Cyborg movie. So we need to skip over the part where he's a little bitch about it <laughs> because we just, um, we just don't have time for it. Well, I just, I actually liked the arc of the character. I think they could have tightened some of that part of it. Yeah, maybe. But still giving us the rest of it if this is the only... Because I remember in the the original one, did not give a shit about the character. No. And the character seemed largely useless. Like, I don't remember him accomplishing anything in the movie. No. Like, I remember, like, okay, I keep waiting for him to do the cool thing. Like, everyone's had their moment where they got to do a cool thing. When's your moment? Right. And he's, like, and super this crucial one, in this movie. Yeah, he's like possibly the most important character in the movie. Yeah, like, at, uh, him, him and, and Flash are the most important characters in the movie. Yeah, oh, and Flash too. Like made him a huge bitch in the original one. Mm -hmm. Like, and in this one, he has to like actually be brave and do stuff. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Flash for a second. I like. I really enjoy the Flash. I love the Flash character. I've really been enjoying the CW show for its entire run. I I just have a lot of fun with it. I loved the Flash when I was a kid. Um, I, in the CW show, they do something really cool where all of the characters are quirky in their own way. And I enjoy each of the ridiculous characters in justice league. The, the, the flash in justice league is all of those quirks rolled into one character <laughs> and it's entirely too much to handle. And yet still more likable in this version than in the original. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The whole thing with him saving Iris and the dogs and the, and the way that he grabbed the hot dog in slow motion, all of that I actually thought was really funny 
And I, yes. I appreciated that. I also think it was really cool to see him. Like he's living in this, like his moment of peace is actually while everybody else is going so fast and he's just slowing it down. Like that was mm-hmm. kind of cool. I, I, I enjoyed the way that they played that out. And then also really awesome. The implications of so obviously we've been jumping all over the place where so at the end of the movie the implication of like they lose i think that's great storytelling i loved that that was that was during the portion of the movie that it coincides with the hour of good movie when they lose and the flash has to run faster than the speed of light to flip time and basically create alternate universe like it this is flashpoint happening it's him creating another basically yeah. another execution of time but like that's so cool. He runs so fast, right? That he is the world is being is destroyed and he's running faster than it being destroyed and it's revert and it's undestroying itself under his feet. That was a really cool scene. To the point of it like all coinciding and hit reversing and then Cyborg going into the box before the union. Yes. I really liked that. That was very except, flash. Except it ruins the stakes when it happens back to back. Oh, you mean when he did it for the box hitting the water? No, 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 meaning the they lost and then immediately unripped. Oh, right. Instead of having 15 a movie in between later. and then five years later. And Again, if you're going to rip Dark off. Dark Side's head. And then. Yes, if you're going <laughs> to rip off that whole Endgame yeah. thing. They had a whole extra movie. Like, you lost. You had to sit with that for a year. Like, the audience had to sit with that for a year. Well, mm-hmm. on screen, they have to sit with it for five. And then you have a whole movie. Yeah. With yeah. new costs that are incurred so, and new character development and growth and people who are lost and die to then do it. And this, like, it's just happy ending and everyone goes home. Well, there's, because, like, this is the first movie in the Justice League series, but it's also the last, unfortunately. So Sure. They, they would have, though, there, there are, if you're a fan of that stuff, like Flash and Flashpoint and, like, all those things, like, there's there's heavy implications as to what that means, though, and it is actually way darker. Like, the idea that, like, What's really cool about that scene, even like what, yeah, sure, you don't get the time in between to digest it. But what's really cool about that is if he doesn't do it in that moment, they 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 just lose. Sure, right? Because he is he he catches it just before he gets killed, mm-hmm. and he reverses it, which is great because otherwise he's dead and it can't be reversed. So that's that's kind of cool. What's crazy though is that like the implications of that is that you've created another timeline. Right, so the timeline where that thing exploded, or the mother box was destroying the that that happens. That's a timeline that exists now where everybody's dead, but he's created a branch timeline where they they, where they win. The implication there is that when he when the mother box was hitting the water to resurrect Superman, he also reversed time slightly in that moment where he created another branching timeline, which we have no explanation for in this movie. No zero. You only know other that than, if you're a fan other of than the, the Flash screwing up time. <laughs> say, other than the, the fact that there's a painfully tacked on 45-minute scene at the end of the movie. Oh! <laughs> which would have been great if they were going to make any more of these. But there's, there's your answer to how do you get another hour on top of it. That was it. It was that we had this entire section that was definitely shot after the fact and added on. Characters forgetting <sighs> about their accents, things like that. Yeah. Also, Barry didn't even look like Barry. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I, I and also, like, Mira's face looked different. <laughs> I mean, I guess they were supposed to age her, I guess, but like, also she's Atlantean, so she wouldn't really be aging. And uh, Deathstroke, oh, he just, had a, he just had a mohawk, right? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Well, I guess him and Batman do occasionally a lie and then break apart in a lie, right? Sure. 
Ah, oh, man. I, uh... Also, what a random crew of people to be. It, it's so bizarre. Now, is that a Flashpoint thing or is that, like, an Injustice thing? Wasn't that Injustice? Not basically Injustice. Superman goes crazy and... Basically, yes. Although, doesn't he, he goes crazy and kills the Joker, and that's what tips off the whole thing, doesn't it? Um... Yeah, but I think the reason he goes crazy and kills the Joker is because the Joker kills Lois. Yes. Yeah. But I'm saying like Joker was still alive in this post Superman going crazy. This is my, not not a major thing. But I'm just like a, just my recollection of what I've heard about Injustice. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, remember. I, I I I got the story of the first one at one point, and I I don't remember exactly what happens, and I never got the story in the second one. So. But what a random crew of people. Oh, Batman. very bizarre. Very Joker. Bizarre. Mira, Deathstroke. I, I think Jared Leto is a decent actor. He is the worst Joker. Remember when Thirty Seconds of Mars used to be good? Yeah. Um, it's been a long time. They haven't put out a good album in about a mm. decade. Um, actually, really, they probably only have like one and a half good albums, but still, um, he's a good actor. Like he is a yeah. good actor. Yeah. I'm not even entirely sure he's. I feel like he could be a good Joker. I think I just, he could be too. I don't know who's pulling the strings on this performance, but that's I, what it is. I think he's getting good. really bad direction as the like he's getting really bad writing and direction. I think. Yeah, and like squawk like a bird. Cool. That's his left. Yeah. I, what I don't is know. that left? Because like, like he was good in Mister Nobody. Mm-hmm. Like he won an Oscar for I never saw the movie, but he won an Oscar. Like he's a good actor. Yeah, he is. Uh, I I agree. I just it's not a good role. It's not a it's it's the worst portrayal of the Joker. I can't stand it. It does not do the Joker justice at all. Um, and it and having a bad Joker makes Batman worse. Yes, because <sighs> I just wanted him to like. I didn't even want him to kill the Joker. I just wanted him to be like, I, I'm done with you. Like just and just walk away. And to be clear, I will fucking kill you. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, because no. it doesn't even sound like a good threat. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like a good threat at all. And no, you won't, because you're not... Then then you're not Batman. Well, but we've already established that this Batman is different, because he's already killed a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. He just lights him up with a machine gun at one point, right? Uh, it's just... It's rough. It makes me... It, it, it's, it's frustrating, because what bothers me the most about this is, like, I feel like there could be so many really cool stories and movies done in this universe, but while this stuff is still going on, that won't happen. Yeah, um, we still have uh, a million times delayed Flashpoint movie. Why? Whether or not it's a Flashpoint movie. Also, I totally forgot that Billy Crudup was his father in this movie. He's great. I think he's a great actor, and he should have played the Joker. I think he would play a tremendous Joker. He's grown on me a bit. I wasn't a big fan of him years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's funny because just today I saw that Ron Livingston's in talks to play that role in the Flashpoint movie, and it's like, but what happened to Billy Crudup? Like, I... Nothing against Ron Livingston, but like what happened right. to Billy Carter? Like we have someone who played that character. They did a pretty good job. I don't know, man. I don't know. He was, uh, I've mentioned this on the show before, but he was on the morning show and he was awesome on the morning show. Yeah. But I yeah. feel like, I keep feeling like Flashpoint is the Gambit move. Oh, it's not. Like, I, yeah. Like it's just not going to happen. We're going to delay it for eight well, years. That's the thing. Flashpoint extends the life of the DCEU where the Batman resets it. From what I understand. Well, technically, aren't we still getting an Aquaman 2? Are we? Uh, can we not? Aren't we? I don't know. This is just not good. It's a, it's, uh, 
I do wish they would just do a hard reset and be yeah, like, okay, they need start, to starting now. We have a plan. It's gonna take us eight years to get it going. Like, That's okay, right. Fine. Also, time. sell it to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's rough. Well, like it sucks because like I like the Gal Gadot like yeah. Wonder Woman well, character. The, yeah, and I liked the first movie. Yes, second Wonder Woman. Not good. Not great. Not good. Um, not even good. Not, not good. <laughs> not not great. Not no. And she was she was fine in this. Um, I think they gave her more to do in this one. Than they were I would like to talk. Let's talk about Wonder Woman for a minute. So early on, so our introduction to her in this movie is the whole. Uh, I was going to say bank robbery. It's not a bank robbery. A terrorist scene. The terrorist scene where these guys it, come in. It looks like a bank. It looks robbery. like a bank robbery, right? But and it's then really, Bruce Bolton is just there to. Um, he just wants to blow up four city blocks with uh, not nearly enough explosives. Um, <laughs> which is what I got out of that. Like he opens it, he's like, we're going to level four city blocks. I was like, you're maybe, maybe if you're lucky going to level this building, <laughs> like, and the top from here up, but the bottom might be fine. <laughs> anyway, that's one part of it. Uh, here's the thing that really bothered me. Uh, you know what? I'm going to start with a positive note, positive note, compliment sandwich. Wonder woman comes in uh, when she is moving really fast. They did something really... I think they did something different with the editing of these scenes than was in the original Justice League. She moved so fast that it looks really cool. Yeah, it looked better in this one. It was awesome. Uh, granted, we are showing you... again. We're doing that thing again where you're showing her powers that she does not use <laughs> in in the Wonder Woman movies proper. <laughs> it doesn't happen in those. She's got these special powers in, this, in, in Justice League. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, so those movements, really awesome. Uh, bad note. If, okay, they these terrorists come out of the van and they shoot the guy on the street with the silenced pistol and then open up machine gun fire not two seconds later inside and kill everybody on the main floor. That was quite very on the way, quite, quite on the way in. Quite, once they got there. The doors are still open and there's still people outside. That's when they start shooting. Anyway, regardless, doesn't matter. They go in, they bring this bomb. We don't want anything. We're going to blow up four city blocks. Okay, but you're putting it on a timer? For dramatic effect. Well, no, it's so that the hero can save the day. Uh, Dramatic effect. So they do that. Then she throws it up into the sky and it explodes and there's no repercussions from that. Whatever. Fine. Uh, Then she she does the really awesome movement where she's blocking all the bullets. That was the one that was like super sped up that I thought was really cool. But then she does the whole clicks her wrists together and the guy gets push out the window but he doesn't just get pushed out the window there's a legit insane explosion with a lot of fire yeah as soon as that happened i was like okay so their plan was to blow up four blocks and your resolution was to blow up one block <laughs> now granted one is less than four one is less than four that's right but considering how you've handled him to this point mm-hmm. was there not a less explosive way to handle him? now so I hear what you're saying. I hear where your where your frustration is, and I would agree that that's where my frustration would lie too. But it's not because they go one step further and make it even worse. In that, where did the explosion come from? She does the wrist thing later on in the movie. It's just like a force wave of air. There's I mean, no fire. It's always it's always been like an energy blast, I guess. But but there, what would but not fire specifically? Yeah, what yes. not the something fire that looks like and conventional black smoke? Yes. Like what was that? No. But it's garbage. I don't know. Absolutely ridiculous. So that's stupid. Well, I guess you could 
you could make it plausible by saying because she blew out like the wall, maybe it blew out a gas line or something. You could, but you would be wrong because the gas line wouldn't be on the outside wall like that. Uh, <laughs> well, meaning like it's in the, between the inner wall and the outer wall and all that got blown out. So, Sure. The entire thing <laughs> is on fire. So whatever. We're not even. But I will grant you. Yes, it probably stupid. shouldn't look like a conventional explosion. But right. And you also probably also... shouldn't do that much damage. Yeah, well, like, and that's what got me. Was also, like, everybody on the street is dead from falling bricks. Probably, yeah. Right? Okay. No, this is clear, Home Alone. She universe. hits her wrists together. She explodes the entire floor. And I guess, to be clear, the fire of that explosion only goes outwards. And uh, there's no there's no residual damage or effects. Or even the inside of the room is actually fine. It does not have any damage. Not, uh, even, a ruptu- uh, not even a ruptured eardrum. Not even a ruptured eardrum. <laughs> and... Uh, so we do that, then we kill everybody on the street off screen, and we turn to a little girl and go, you could be anything you want. And the whole scene wrapped up together makes me go, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I'm telling you, everyone on that street is fine. It's the Home Alone connected universe. <laughs> they, can they can also survive. They can also survive. Oh my goodness. Um, my next note on here was the Martha Kent Lois Lean, Lois Lean? Lois Lane scene. Uh, was completely thrown away by introducing Martian Manhunter there, which was silly. Uh, and also, okay. like, I, I will say all of her time on screen was a total waste of time up until the point that Superman Yes. Like, you can give the first scene of her being depressed. Mm-hmm. But not 12. And then, and then she comes back to be super, like, to, to be Superman's like, kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, okay, now we've established that she's still around and, like, this is huge for her or whatever. Considering they undermined that one scene that was good and touching and emotional with her, it made all of the rest of the screen time that she was on prior to that point useless and pointless and just padding out the runtime. Like, Um, none of it has any emotional heft when the only emotional scene gets immediately undermined by an Easter egg. Yeah, it's stupid. So it basically means that you wasted 15 more minutes of this four-hour The city that they're in. I think they established in Batman v Superman that it's like the way that they that their universe is set up. It seems like Metropolis is like across the water from Gotham. Was that like a thing? Yeah, it's an Oakland, San Francisco situation. Okay. Uh, is Metropolis in Kansas? No. Where is it? I don't know. Okay. So here's my question. This is where. It well, gets- I, I will. I will say this. There is a canon Kansas, right? Yes. What state is Metropolis in Gotham? That- that's what I don't know. That's what, and here's, this is where the question comes in. I mean, I'm assuming it's California because it seems like it's a San Francisco Bay situation. Follow me on this journey. Superman, we resurrect Superman. We lose the last mother box. We know where it is because of a stupid thing that was completely unnecessary. That dad dies for no reason. Um, no, actually, I didn't mind that. As they, because he superheated the box? Whatever. They could have found it. I don't, I don't buy it. Uh, <laughs> look for an energy signature. I'm sure that would be enough. You can always look for an energy signature. It's a superhero movie. That's how this I will stuff grant, works. I will grant you it was dramatic, and while it was going on, I'm like, I don't know what his endgame is here. <laughs> yeah. And then we got some cyborg exposition. Mm-hmm. You haven't listened to enough Cinephobe to enjoy the different exposition jokes that they come up with across all of that, but we got some cyborg exposition. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill himself. He superheated the box. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. We established the whole thing about the energy and how much it can absorb, and it's like the hottest thing in the universe or whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
okay, fine, fair enough. And I guess it's emotional because now all of a sudden you care about your dad only after he's died. So right. you know, fair enough. Um, that's a classic story. You don't know what you had until you lose it and all. So yeah, no, fine, fine. As far as storytelling goes, that's actually, that was subtle as far as storytelling goes. Uh, so, so, story. so we'll allow that one. And they realize, okay, we got to take care of this. He's got all three boxes. Uh, it sounds like this happens pretty quickly. They come together, they sink, and then whatever. So we got to go stop this shit. Uh, it's a shame that that whole Superman thing didn't work out. Uh, but I have faith. That's literally what we go on. Hopefully it'll work out. Alfred, be cool. Superman will be back soon. Uh, all that happens, right? In the meantime, Lois gets to Kansas? Or does Superman fly her there? Because I missed that. I don't. Think oh, no. Yeah, Superman. Yeah, because when he pick her she, up? when she, when she, yeah, when she like calms him down. Yeah, he, he hugs her? her and they fly away. Okay, good. And then they land in Kansas. <laughs> Thank God, because I was real confused for a while there, and I was like, did they? Uh, maybe I like looked away for a second, but I was like, did she? Did she drive to Kansas in no, this time? He, and he, he were they? Her up. They flew away. Okay. All right. That works. Cool. That's I have fine. a question though, as far as his resurrection scene goes, mm-hmm. why is he resurrected shirtless other than just to show him off shirtless? <laughs> Do we need a reason? I'm just saying they, you want to know why he, he was resurrected shirtless? Cavill's gavels. <laughs> That's why. <he> was... <laughs> I'm just saying they, they gingerly lifted him from his coffin. He was mm-hmm. in a suit as people are often buried. Mm-hmm. He was laid down, fully suited. Mm-hmm. And shooed sure. into the water yep. and emerged barefoot and bare chested. That's right, because we all know that electricity rips through your shoes and t shirts, but pants are resilient. <laughs> like, if they wanted to have butt naked Superman because, like, he just buzzed out of all of it, okay. Like, what if they wouldn't have been the choice I made, R but like, okay. And they did, like, I mean, it's R, but like, why is this movie rated R? They said fuck a couple times. Oh, okay. But if they went full R rating and they're just like, oh no, like he's just butt naked during that entire scene, that would have been hilarious. Well, at least it would have been consistent, though, is my point. Yeah. Yeah. What, where did his shirt and shoes go? Yeah. But that his pants are still there. <laughs> like, right. I'll grant you, Superman going nuts in a sopping wet suit would have looked ridiculous. Uh, yes. Yes. But... No more ridiculous than him showing up at first fully clothed and then only partially clothed. Like, it wasn't even like he had like tatters of clothes and like the pants were like ripped but was still on him because I would have given him that and like he pulls away a shard of shirt off yeah. of him. Like, fair, totally yeah. fair, but like totally normal pants, no shirt and shoes. No shirt and shoes. No, I, I, hey man, I'm with you, I'm not arguing. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about my next uh, my next issue. We get to the farm at the end of the movie. All is well and good. I guess Batman did drive, to be clear. Uh, right? And then he's like, uh, how did you get the house back from the bank? And I was like, I'm Batman. I'm rich and nuts. I could buy the, I could buy the house back from the bank. <laughs> no, the, the solution was he bought the bank. No, he did not buy the bank. He bought the house back from the bank. <laughs> it was cooler... In Inception, when what's his name buys the airline. Mm, okay, remember that where yeah. he goes, you know, oh, how do we, uh, how do we, uh, you know, buy the the uh, the pilots and the the, the stewardess or whoever he goes. I bought the whole airline. I thought it was neater. 
Yeah. Like, that was a good line. That's cool. It also makes sense. It was a good cover-up. It hides the tracks. This is stupid. I bought the bank. I like, bought the bank. All Batman has to do, Bruce Wayne has to do is walk in. You just recently foreclosed on the house. How much was were they in debt for? Right. I will give you two times that amount of money. Please give me the deal. Right. No, instead he buys the bank and then makes a tremendously flawed financial decision of just giving one of their foreclosed properties away. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then we got the we got the quick uh Which oh, actually that, oh, that congratulations because was... we showed you a pregnancy test earlier in the movie. So there was that too. Wait, what? Lois is pregnant at the end of the movie. I totally missed that. Yeah, so they show a pregnancy test in the draw, and then at the end, uh, Bruce says to Clark, oh, congratulations, by the way. And he's like, oh, thanks, as they're walking into the house. Oh, is that what that That's meant? what that was, yeah. Geez, that's where they chose to go subtle? Yeah. Oh, and you didn't you didn't get all that with the whole uh, Lois is the key, and then, like, Lois is dead, and the dream. It's something. Shit. The whole sadness darker. there is that something, <laughs> yeah, something, it's something darker is uh, that uh, she was pregnant. Ah, with a sense, probably a not super baby. So, God, how many things can you fuck, blows fucking like rip off? This is just Anakin. <laughs> this is just Anakin. <laughs> the only way they could have sex is if you wore a kryptonite condom, <laughs> and that would kill him. <laughs> Bodhi talking about the finer points of procreation between humans and Kryptonians is an all-time conversation. <laughs> it really is. Oh my goodness. So just when you think the movie's over. You but get, wait. Yeah. There's like a lot more. There's a lot more, right? We got the we got the original. Wait, wait, hang on a second. To bring it full circle. Mm. That's all of the movie. But there's so much more. Mm-hmm. Horrible voiceover and the end of fucking Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we get the we got the original post-credit shit with jesse eisenberg and the boat which was fine if that was ever gonna exist the batman or whatever yep extended a little bit longer which i think was cool then we get but then then that was like okay that's it and then it's like nope now we get the whole and then and then when that was over i was like thank god we're done with this and i was like oh wait a minute they didn't do the joker scene yet god how much more to this movie is there the the worst part about it was it's not even lord of the rings ending because these are all just non-sequitur scenes like they just were like uh, we didn't really have a great place for these to fit yeah. into the movie, so we're just gonna kind of throw them here. <laughs> yeah, so stupid. Uh, then we get this ridiculous uh, post-apocalyptic scene, uh, which is really just a, a, an excuse to do this whole like desert bat costume. Which it, it was just an fairness, extended proof of concept. It looks pretty. The costume looks pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I like the well, trench coat with the, the glasses on the thing. It's like it's. So it, it made me have a like a moment of like mental insecurity like did i like misremember things because i couldn't remember the extended parademon dream if that was in the original justice league or if that was in batman for super oh yeah i don't know those movies have completely merged together for me (laughs) uh and then of course they're all they're all chit-chatting bickering and then it's like you hear uh joker squawking off to the side and he's got he's just got all of these lines that are supposed to sound so cool and be like so exciting and revealing, but they're all bullshit. It's horribly it was, written. It's terrible. It was, and this is why I was saying, like, I don't even know if it's all like he definitely went a certain direction with the character and like it's not working. Mm-hmm. But like it feels like it could be salvaged if it was being written and directed. Because yeah. all the lines that gave him are terrible. And like they never are like, hey, tighten it up a little bit. You've 
it's been four minutes between lines you've delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good call I think out. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like non sequitur reception though, because inside of this non sequitur scenes are his lines, which are all non sequitur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like them. They're like talking, like talking in circles and riddles that only the two of them understand because they're so, which is very bad. And in Joker, which is fine, it's just that it sucks. Like the writing of the, of the dialogue in that sequence is not good. Also, considering they've shared about ninety seconds of screen time, in yeah, the that's the thing. There's movies, no actual history. He says the whole thing. You can't kill me. You need me. Where I'm the. It was like no, no, no. That's nope. the Nolan. Yeah, that's, that's the Nolan thing. That's, that's a, even, that's a, even and the that, no, that's, that's all. Thing, like. That's all Batman Joker things that have an established relationship between the Batman and Joker. You have not earned that. Again, same thing with the whole. You were trying to make an Avengers movie without building up the characters. You haven't earned this. You can't do no. it yet. You do, you have to put the work in. <laughs> also, could you imagine like getting in the costume like the rest of them do and all getting one line while the two of them talk for forty five minutes? Oh my god! Oh my god! And then the whole like back and forth thing. Okay, okay. So we're going with the whole. We really want to make sure that there's a Joker in a in a cinematic version of cinematic live action version of Batman where the Joker killed Robin. And you just think it's so cool that you know that bit of Batman lore, so you want to put it in here. That's what that was. Yeah, they didn't show it. Showing it and doing that and the emotional turmoil of Batman having to deal with the death of Robin. We never and, even established that there was a, a, a Robin. I know. There? Well, there was because he said that he killed him. I'm just saying, like, at no point in no. the last two movies did we ever... Or was there was there one little snippet of an Easter egg in Justice League? Or not in, Justice League, Batman. In Batman v Superman, there was, like, the, a Robin suit with, like, the Joker spray paint on it. Yeah, that that's... Um, I couldn't remember if that was, like, part of, like, the promotional stuff or if that was actually in the movie. So, mm-hmm. like, yes, I guess... We had one little nod to the fact that there was a Joker murdered Robin situation. So fair enough. But at this point, does anyone remember that? No. Well, I I mean, I do. But just because I know that storyline time and again. But No, no, no. But I mean, specific to this no, canon. No, they do not. They do not. An outsider that's just watching the movie without the background knowledge of what goes on in their, in, in their endless loop of stories doesn't know that. Uh... I do want to, I forgot, I did gloss over my favorite moment of the movie. They don't beat Steppenwolf. They obliterate him, and it is awesome. <laughs> when From the moment that Superman flies in and takes the axe to the shoulder and goes not impressed, I was like, uh, lame. But then when he starts <laughs> punching him, and, he like, and the sound waves, and then he breaks off his, I don't know, ear trumpet? Like <laughs> horn, his horn, his ear trumpet. You don't know what's under that armor. He's not an eighty-year-old man in the seventeen hundreds. I thought he was. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ted Levine from uh, uh, Wild Wild. <laughs> Is that well, that was him, right? Bloodbath McGrath. Bloodbath McGrath. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking of. Um, I was thinking of Heath Ledger's father-in-law in The Patriot. Mm. That guy has some yeah, great the, lines. Where yep. he's, I'd like to call on Anne. Of course, you call yourself a man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, the, the beating him up was really awesome because I hate you hate the character so much, and then having Superman just beat the shit out of him was really cool. And then Aquaman stab him through the back. Superman yeah, I did not see that coming. That was through the cool. hole, and then Wonder Woman jump off and decapitate him. Oh yeah! Holy shit! 
was like, okay, here's, I mean, we're not in the MCU anymore. <laughs> that little bit was cathartic for sure. That was awesome. Um, and then Darkseid being annoyed and stepping on his face and then be like, we'll do it the old fashioned way. I was like, this is not, the, I want him to actually be a little bit worried about them from that and how easy it was for them once Superman came into play. That should have been the result. Now, okay, I'll just send more people. That was also his- considering it was obvious that it was important to them when Steppenwolf showed up, he says, no lanterns, no Kryptonians. Yeah. So obviously there's a pre-established relationship between the Green Lantern Corps, which we see in that first scene because there is a Green Lantern fighting on Earth against Step. Well, mm-hmm. not Steppenwolf, against... Um, Darkseid. Darkseid. Um, and we know that the mother box relationship, there is foreknowledge of those, the relationship between those, the mother box and Kryptonians and all that. So like dark side and seven wolf know that Kryptonians are not to be trifled with, right? Like not that they're afraid of them per se, but it's, it's a hurdle, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes, it should at least show some sort, not necessarily fear per se, but like concern, like, Oh shit. They've got a Kryptonian. Uh, they've rendered uh, my damn. Yeah, they've they've rendered my mother boxes uh, useless. This won't be easy, type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyway, they didn't do that. They were just like, so okay, we- well, I'm going to send more fly people. <laughs> um, that was when, his. That was his answer. When Superman was just pounding the ever loving shit out of Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. it reminded me of Archer when he finds out that he has cancer. And Brett, the guy he always shoots in the office, Mm -hmm. is making fun of him for handing out the little pink ribbons because he's got breast cancer. And Archer was trying to turn over a new leaf where he's nice to everyone. and He gives everyone flowers and he's given the ribbons out. And everyone really takes to heart how Archer's having a change of heart as he faces his mortality. Uh And Brett finally goes too far and Archer snaps and just starts beating the other loving (laughs) shit out of him (laughs) off screen. And you just hear him pummeling him. And (laughs) Cyril goes, well, obviously he doesn't have cancer in his fists. (laughs) Ray goes, Ray goes, oh, he's beating his ass. (laughs) That's great. Um, That was it for favorite moments. All right. I have here. No, no, you're missing a favorite moment. Oh, I am. When Alfred teaches Diana the finer points of making tea. Finer points of tea. That's true. That was kind of funny. And then uh, more so that he's impressed that she just knows what she's doing. Yes. Uh, um, I did like that. We I did like the scenes of Alfred making things for the bat suit. I thought that was kind of cool. The energy gauntlets were cool. Was that in the the original one? I don't remember. No, I don't think so. But the only thing, unfortunately, though, this Alfred not. Kicking back with some Fernie Branca. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I forgot. Diane Kruger, oh Fernie Branca. What do we got? So I saw this earlier, but I couldn't do it until we talked oh, about Kruger. the me- the Arc thing. Okay. So Mike Ryan, who is the executive producer on the Levitard show, put out a tweet, two tweets actually, after they made the announcement about adding Jamel Hill and Mike Sure. So he says, thrilled to be team- teammates with Jamel Hill again. And I still pinch myself whenever, well, Mike, sure. His Twitter handle is Ken tremendous. He, before anyone knew who he was, like as a writer, he created a baseball blog in which him and a bunch of other people made fun of stupid things in baseball. And his name was Ken tremendous on the site. So that's his Twitter handle. Um, occasionally mentions he found something funny on our show, a stupid show. 
So that's just crazy. Metalark announced that they're both now in this house of creatives. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Jim Brockmeyer threw a bottle of Fernie Branca in my general direction on Monday. <laughs> you take the good with the bad. <laughs> nice. You got to get yourself some Fernie Branca. It's good stuff. I still don't think I had any. Didn't you, didn't you offer me or tell me that we were going to have some? I don't think we ever had Oh, any. I didn't actually give it to you? Yeah, I do. I, I think I might have a little left. Hmm. But I enjoy it. I like this portrayal of, of Alfred. I mean, yeah, I he's good. like the, uh, was it Michael Gao go, whatever it was for the, the original, like Burton Schumacher ones. I thought mm-hmm. he was a really good Alfred. Mm-hmm. Obviously Michael Caine was great as well. Um, yeah. If there's one thing that we've done right in the Batman universe across the board, it's Alfred, even Alfred in Gotham. I like, I never saw that. So I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, Jeremy Irons is great and mm-hmm. also, but, um, no, he, he it was a good portrayal. I, I like him in this. He, he gave a, a little bit of the softer side, but also made... You got some of the softer side that you saw with Michael Caine, but you also saw the kind of the tough as nails bit of it with Jeremy Irons, which I think he gives you some of that like steel in the spine like type of thing that maybe Michael Caine didn't mm. do or wouldn't do. Um, yeah. He was believable as kind of a partner to Batman, whereas Michael Caine was more of the partner to Bruce Wayne. Right. That's That's fair. Yeah, that's a good point. I yeah, I, I liked it. I would like to see more of that. Obviously, we're not, um, and I'm looking forward to the next rendition of Batman, just so that we can get away from this DCEU, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but I have here a list of changes that I was able to confirm were different. Um, I'm sure this is not all of them. That would be helpful to me because, I, like yeah. I said, I did struggle some with picking them out. First thing is the opening of the movie. We have the Superman death cry triggering like the mother boxes waking up. That was actually pretty cool. That was very intense. Uh, and also slow motion. You know, I, I, I kind of forgot one about entire that. hour of the movie. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot about that by the time that they made that connection. Um, when in like towards the latter part of the movie where they were saying, oh, you know, they didn't come awake until Superman like died or whatever. And like, I kind of forgot about that because I kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. I kind of forgot about um <laughs> That because I watched it across two nights, like basically right. half and half. So I, I forgot that that was the very opening scene and that they literally show them getting uh, triggered awake uh, by and him dying. A step before that was the disclaimer before the movie starts that the movie is in a four, three aspect ratio to preserve the director's vision, whatever, because the, because superheroes move vertically a lot seems to be the reason behind that. I don't care. No, no. Oh, I assumed that was because of movie theaters. So apparently nope. I was wrong about that. Yes, it was. It's because there's a lot of vertical movement with superhero with these characters, and they want to make that easier to observe or look cooler. I don't know. It looked like it was noticeable. the The whole. It's funny. You, you get used to widescreen, right? You get used to uh, the occasional bar on top and bottom, depending on what format you're in specifically. The uh, the bars on the side, for some reason, are super jarring. I mean, and it was, at the end of the day, it was fine. It doesn't matter. That well, it wasn't much, just because it was bars at the side. It was because you lost almost a quarter of the screen. Yeah, that's what hurts. That's what hurts. Anyway, that was dumb. I didn't really care about that. Uh, Steppenwolf says mother box instead of mother, which is good. Uh... Diana has that descent into the ruins when the they shoot the arrow. Mm-hmm. I think that was new. Uh, and then again, to be clear, that explains nothing. Uh, There's also a lot more random, totally unnecessary scenes with both the Amazons and the Atlantis. Yes, like, there was. Like, some of the setup 
to the Atlantis stuff actually gave a better picture of what's going on. Cause I did feel like you got, got just thrown into it in mm-hmm. the original justice league. So right. I actually preferred a little actually, bit of that. And it, you it, needed it hinted it that it was going to come in Aquaman, you know yeah, what I mean? And you, so like you, having seen Aquaman, I, I appreciated that a bit more. Right. Well, I was going to say you, you actually, you needed it prior to Aquaman, but after you know about Aquaman, you don't really. But. Yeah. Cause you already get tipped off now with this, like, Hey, the brother, the, the half brother is a douche. Like, yeah, you know, and it's like, all of the, the the tension between him and the Atlanteans and all that and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have a ten percent of the movie being slow motion, which mm-hmm. uh, we talked about a little bit earlier. Willem Dafoe is in it. Cause... Yeah, you know what? Now, can we go back to the slow motion for a minute, though? Yeah, because like it did make for some cool scenes at times, mm-hmm. but with the amount they used it, like you want to use it with the flash stuff. Totally understand. That's totally and that's understand. that's what makes it suck is the fact that it should have been spared specifically. For the moments with the Flash, because with the exception of like one, I was with the exception of one scene, is even though it's a little bit dramatic and cheesy, the scene in the end fight where they all jump together as he's driving the Batmobile and they're blowing that was, through the, that was pretty cool. That's a cool one shot right it was, there. It was it's also just a comic book scene, action shot. Like it, it was the scene from a uh, 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 age of Ultron though, when they're all in the woods and yes. they come over the ramp and it's much cooler. And everyone gets Ultron. one of those shots in your yeah. team. Movie. It is cool to get one of those. Yeah. You gotta in get your one. Movie. Well, so yeah, I would like give him just that, that one. Out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one. And all of the flash stuff. All the other slow motion stuff, mm-hmm. like Superman moving slowly with his cape twirling in the wind. I don't care. Like just <laughs> eat it up. Uh, Willem Dafoe is in the movie. Uh, oh, Steppenwolf gets the illusion of a backstory. That's how I phrased mm-hmm. it. Um, it's like we, and then like at the end, like you watch it, like oh, cool. They explained a little bit more about Steppenwolf, and then it's over, and they like, wait a minute, no, but they didn't though. Even that, I was like, okay, yeah. So what did he do to fall out of favorite? No, nope. yeah, never yeah. mind. We had the whole War of the Gods thing that was expanded with the actual with Darkseid actually being there and fighting them. Which was a cool scene. That was cool. I liked that. Um, Barry rescuing Iris was not in um, the original. I couldn't remember. Uh, and then the whole thing with like the dog. The, I don't know. I don't even know how many of those scenes with uh, his dad were. If there are any of them were in the original. There was at least one of them. I think the first one where he tells him to stop. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, the yeah, right, the dog thing definitely wasn't there, but I couldn't remember saving her. Was that in like a trailer and didn't make it into the movie? Maybe I'm not sure. I felt now like I'm getting, that was familiar. Now I'm getting confused with because I had seen so many trailers for this one, and it was in the trailer for this one. Okay, but well, maybe that's what I was remembering. Uh, Alfred building Bruce's tools, which was cool. Uh, we talked about that a little bit before. Um, Barry, nope. Uh, the backstory of Cyborg, or the entire Cyborg movie that was new. Uh, Mira pulling out Steppenwolf's like blood water from his eyes was really cool. Can we talk about that for a second? Even though oh the yeah, rest what of that, I I should have rewound that. What exactly did she do? To she, him because she can she manipulate the water. She was like taking the water out of his body. She was like funny? about to kill him. Like that would have been. Imagine that. That would have been the end of the movie. Also, let's get her in the fight. Yeah, clearly she's the only one that came close. Yeah, she's the only one who, like, on her own, like, can stick it to him in any way. Uh, yeah, that that, that kind of shocked me, and I was like, well, I don't know what happened there, but okay, whatever. But the um, congratulations, Lois is pregnant. 
uh, Cyborg's dad sacrifice. And I have this last line here says the good guys rule. I feel like there was something else to say there, but I stopped writing my notes potentially. But anyway, oh. there's that. And that was it. That's all I had for for new things. But obviously, and the uh, the entire the entire last portion of <laughs> which we talked about yeah. earlier. Um, I will say, I don't remember if they changed it at all. In the, I don't think they changed it at all. I actually did really like this. One of the few scenes I really legitimately liked in the the original one, and I, I still liked it in this scene, was when Superman comes back. That whole like setup, and then the fight scene with all yeah. of them. I really enjoyed that scene. Actually, I thought it was kind of cool, like was, seeing him not just like fighting one on one against another Kryptonian or this and that, like seeing him against like a team of people, and it's like you don't actually want to see him defeat all of them, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, he's kicking their asses. There's um, actually a change to that scene too, where he actually hits Batman with his laser eyes, and he uses the gauntlets to stop him. Okay, so that, that was, was what new. I was wondering. That see, that was the scene where I asked myself, oh wait. Was this in the original one? Because I don't no, remember. Like, like, because like in the original one, he gets tossed like a rag doll, and then they pan over to Batman, and I guess that costume is too thick, and he's having a hard time getting up. Mm. And it's really funny. He's kind of like flopping around like a fish. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I liked that that whole engagement, the way that they showed them using their creative powers, but like failing in all of mm-hmm. that. Um, I actually, I really, I think it is like a legitimately solid part when when Barry tries to run around him and it goes into slow motion. Yeah. That's he's just slowly I like turning. Like, and it's like that just moment of, Oh shit. Like this has never happened to me before. Mm-hmm. That I will good. say I never will understand the whole, like him short circuiting when he crashes part of it. What do you mean? Like whenever Barry like gets like tripped up and he's in like super speed mode and he like short circuits and stuff like that. Like I never really, understood you mean when that. like the electricity shows on him? Like around him, when no, like there's a bunch of different times in this movie, like in that part where like he's running super fast and like he gets tripped and he crashes and like electrocutes himself. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he really is getting electrocuted. It's just like all the electricity that he's generating is just like they're just showing it around him. But it seems like he's getting injured from it. Oh, I think he's getting injured from slamming into the wall or whatever it is that he messed up and tripped over. I guess so. It's just, well, like when he's getting like hit, like, okay, fine. Like that's a forced error, but there's a couple of unforced errors that happen in all of this, which is a little confusing to me. Like, mm. cause I feel like it would be something that would happen to him all the time. If he was that much of a klutz and like, he would never accomplish anything really. Yeah. Also, I still can't get over how uncomfortable he looks running. I really yeah. hate how. He oh, runs. it doesn't make, it's so weird. The floppy arm thing. Yes. So weird. no one runs that way. No, no. one has ever run that way. Yeah, it's terrible. It's the least efficient way one can run. And you're telling me this is the fastest guy in the world? Yeah. Think about how fast he would be if he ran with good form. <laughs> he ran like the T-1000. T-1000, great form. Yeah, back straight, <laughs> arms pumping at his sides, tight to his sides. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Al, do you have anything else on this train wreck? <laughs> I mean... It is less of a train wreck, right? But when it, it yeah. takes you four, when it takes you four hours to do it, four hours, it, it, it is, and I'm fine with a long movie. I actually, we just watched. I had Kim watch the extended version of the Fellowship of the Ring. Great four hour movie, like yeah. with great storytelling, 
Uh, Great storytelling. You can tell the pacing. flow of the, the movie, the pacing, because the pacing in this movie was all uh, over the place. A, a, a clear beginning, middle, and end. We won't talk about that in the last one. Yeah. Um, how did she like that, by the way? She said it was fine. Like, she's she's like, she's, Lord of the Rings doesn't strike me as her cup of tea. Yeah, no. It, no but she thought, it was, she, you know, it was really funny. Where like 15 minutes into the movie, and she turns, she goes, Thank God. And I was like, What? And she goes, I understand what's going on. She's like, I was so worried that I was going to be watching it. And be like, who's who's this? What's happening? <laughs> but she's like, I, I get to, what's I happening. I have to say, for such a dense mythology, the Lord of the Rings movies do a pretty great job of telling you what's going on. Sometimes through exposition, but at least it's like engaging exposition. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like what you're telling me feels like it's matching up with what I'm seeing on the screen. Right. Not like, what the fuck did I just see? And then someone expositioning at you and you're like, okay, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I will say the 4K extended version of that movie is just fantastic to watch. Yeah, I really need to watch those. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's awesome. I realized I was thinking about it the other day. Man, I'm really itching. And I know we've talked about it some over the last few weeks. I've been itching to watch some Lord of the Rings because I've been missing my weekend Lord of the Rings TNT time. Mm. Um and then today I was thinking, oh, it's definitely been over a year since I've seen Cloud Atlas as well. And mm. just thinking about all the long movies that I love that I haven't seen in a while. So. Yeah. So that being said, I like a long movie. I enjoy it. I really can sink my teeth into it. Um, but it's got to be a good movie. It's got to have strong storytelling. It has to have clear direction and they have to have a point that they're trying to make. But this is it's. What the, the only reason this is four hours is because, like I said, this, I've been harping on this the whole time, is that they didn't put the work in to make their revenge. Yeah, no, it's it's amateurish because it's what happens when you're like writing a paper in like your freshman year, and it's mm. like you just cram all of the stuff in, and it's like, well, you've now lost the thread entirely. Like, you actually can say more with less if you make it very clear and concise as to what you're trying to say. And this is trying to say way too much all at once. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, you have like 12 ideas that could be good, but you only develop like two of them. Yeah. Like pick three of them, develop them really well. And then let's do it. It's like, yeah. It's like, Oh, and cyborg has this whole backstory and then they tell you the whole backstory and then, Oh, and then the flash is trying to get a job and they do this. Oh yeah. And also Martian Manhunter's here. (laughs) And uh, Superman is going to wear this black suit, which apparently has meaning of like, I think it, like, it's something about like it absorbs power better in like comic lore. Like, it absorbs, well, I was saying, or, I didn't realize he fast, had helps him heal faster, maybe something like that. I don't know. I, I didn't know he had so many different costumes. It was kind of that was actually kind of a little cool, like walking through a ship and seeing all the different potential mm-hmm. costumes, because like one of them looked kind of like the armor Zod was wearing right. you know, and all that. I was like, huh, that could be kind of a cool bit of detail in the background i don't know what any of it means and i never will but yeah it just looks badass in the moment i guess i mean don't get me wrong a black superman suit looks pretty cool yeah um and then batman has nightmares and that's also part of it but it's not going to have any sort of repercussion because we're not going to get any more out of this universe yeah which actually kind of makes it honestly a slap in the face that it took another 10 or 15 minutes to see that scene right well except that there's also going to be a just not justice a uh, a suicide squad movie right with those characters? Yes. Well, like the with Jared Leto. The original Suicide Squad. Yeah. I yeah. So, so 
The James. So Bond. I guess there still is another movie in the DCEU that is actually in the works. Like the Flashpoint movie seems like something that won't actually happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Suicide Squad the, movie was started shooting, didn't it? Or did it shoot? Or I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to happen because they said James Gunn won't be coming back to Guardians 3 until that is finished. Right. I could go for another Guardians movie. I love yeah, Guardians it's been a Galaxy. while, right? Yeah. So good. It's just the more of their antics. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> anyway, we did it, Al. We got through it. Um, it was like we said, it was better than better than the original release. Um, Low bar. Still, yeah, still, still not great. Uh, really just want to move past this so that we can get some really cool DC stories on screen. But if they keep doing this shit, eh. it's really going to hold us back. So anything else on this one? No, I'm good. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at thespintune.com. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Albie Olsen. Thanks for coming out.